And then you guys were talking about the big butt book the other day. I was like, Jesus. Oh, was that with, uh, I think that was with Dave's bagel. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of people bring it up, but a Dave was in person. So he probably, that was that man. That was, person. he talked, he has so many stories. Like how long was that one? Like two and a half hours. I don't remember. But yeah, like he was like, I gotta go, but I definitely want to come back. I got so much more. I'm like, definitely bro. And then what we just did with big fat chicken coop. That was a really good one. Yeah. yeah, it was like five hours. I was like, damn. He was like, damn, we've been talking for five hours? I was like, yeah, it looks like it. So, Gina, when are you going to find him a woman? Meaning me. Go on and explain what you were saying to everybody about how he knows everybody and he's too picky. That's why he doesn't have a woman. Yeah, because you're going to ask them first. You're just going to be picky, right? Because they have to look a certain way. Which And that's an everything. Has she never, right? Does she not know me at all, Tony? He... What do you think he likes? What do yeah, you think yeah. his type is? Breathing. But go ahead. No, I feel like you're talking about hooking up and not like settling down. Oh, you want me? So you want you talking about me finding like a wife, like a, yeah. like a real, like a serious girlfriend or something? Yes. Like Let's first start with meeting somebody or going out with somebody. Why okay. don't you work on that? Beggars can't be choosers. Thank you. But you're gonna go someplace and someone's gonna say, "Oh, I know you." You know Tony, you know Raul, you know Nick, you know somebody, right? So like, do you think that presents an issue when you when you take when you hang out with somebody new? 100%. If a girl's like, how do you know all these people, like uh, from your perspective? 100%. But for me, that wouldn't bother me, right? I'd be like, oh, this is like a really cool dude. But from other insecure people, sometimes I feel like they look at it as like a frowned upon thing. And you got to remember, right? You guys, what? We've been rolling. Uh, you guys are native Memphians, Right. Well, you know, I've been here since I was like nine or 10. Okay, so, so yeah. I moved here 15 years ago and met y'all. And Damn, we no. still know the same people, right? Like, we still go to places and they're like, hey, you know, like, Raul, you know this person. And you're like, wow, 15 years and people still recognize us. Yeah. Maybe just we, we're aging well, too. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we still know somebody that knows somebody. True. Well, it's kind of like when we go to Atomic Rose, like we were talking about earlier, like, um, this is where Matthew was working there. He would like say our names and hey, y'all, become friends with them. They're so much, they're fun people, you know, and you know, whatever. But like, I guess, it, I guess that is true too, though. We do know somebody somewhere. Cause my nephew said that the other day we were at Costco and uh, I can't remember the girl's name that came up to me, hey, well, what's going on? And you know, she's like, my, my nephew goes, How do you know people at Costco? How do you know people? I was like, Neil, you gotta remember, I'm 42 and we've been going out longer than you've been alive. So look at this aspect too, right? We know our generation. Um, I'm 38, you're 42, right? So it's the younger, like the 20s now. Like we go to Tin Roof and I'm like, oh, here we go with this, right? Mm-hmm. My stepdaughter's 24 and the other one's 21. And I'm sitting there thinking, if I run into her at the bar, this is going to look really bad, you know? <laughs> so she's at, at Tin Roof, you know? And I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't be going down there. Like, But at the same time, we walk in there, we know the older crowd that's there. Yeah. And we all been friends and rolling together, even though we had families or some people, you know, didn't get married. I mean, didn't have kids. Everyone still knows somebody in that age, you know, area. And they're like, wow, you know, so-and-so. But I bet you look really, really cool in front of your stepkids. Because like, Gina, how do you know all these people? I thought you guys just went to Mulligans. <laughs> like, you know, I thought y'all just didn't leave Arlington or Lakeland, you know? I mean, I don't think my kids really like to hang out with me except for the fact of like paying the bill. Oh, everywhere y'all go. Oh. Like, my favorite is, like, <laughs> birthday dinners. Oh, I planned this birthday dinner for my friends and I, and I'm going to invite you and dad. I'm like, 
So y'all pay for me. <laughs> and of course, it's like one of the most expensive restaurants in town. I'm like, oh, I know it. I know why she invited me, but it's fine. But no, I mean, one of my kids, she does like hanging out with us. She prefers to hang out with us than, you know, doing certain things. So yeah. I see both sides of it. Does she hang out with y'all at in y'all's garage thing that y'all have that we all see on uh, Snapchat? garage you mean my huge outdoor kitchen <laughs> is that what that is yeah i thought it was like a big garage that y'all transformed into like a no don't uh, you have like a barn or something no it's like a just a pavilion we kind of built no um, i know that thing but there's like an indoor enclosure yeah oh it's got like a bathroom in there and stuff no no no, no. this thing is like really really nice you know yeah. it's where do you have like your boats and stuff that's like a detached garage that's like i think that's what he's talking that's about. like my husband's little like Camp out, hide out from That's us. That's why I see you always harassing him when he's putting on the Insta Snapchat. It's yeah. like, another thing he you're talking about, like the like a uh, outdoor kitchen. fireplace and yeah. all that yeah. stuff like that. And the whole people are always on top of that. Um, the bar, bar yeah. stool, yeah. We get a lot of that or countertop. Yeah. yeah, we get a lot of that. Um, I mean, they come over and hang out. They use us for the pool sometimes too. I think, but I mean, they do like hanging out with us generally, and I I, I appreciate that because the world's just changed, right? Like. One of my daughters was actually in Toon Roof when that shooting happened. And oh, really? Wow. she showed up at the house the next day and she's like, I didn't want to tell you and dad. I'm like, what? And then I look at her and she's got like scrapes on her knees and her elbows. And the cook down there was amazing. She said like he opened that door and he was like, or wherever she was. And he was like, get in here now. And I mean, whoever was working, she said they were amazing. Mm-hmm. And also oh, like there's a lot of bunch of people inside when they're shooting. Happened? Yeah. And like, I guess she was just leaving or something, but she remembers the cook and she said they were the most amazing staff at Tin Roof. She said, because they protected us like immediately. And I'm like, that is awesome to hear as a parent, but also as a parent, you don't want to hear like, Oh my God, my kid was, you know, I didn't want to get that phone call. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But yeah, I like going, when we do end up going down there, it is always a good time. So, you know, it's kind of like, you want to go to the roof? Not really, but I mean, if we, that's where everyone's going. I'm not going to stay here by myself. Yeah, let's go, you know. There's like it some always, hotties there. It always ends up being a good time. Yeah, I've never had a bad time at Tin Roof. That is true. Yeah, it's a nice place. Now let's get back to him, though. Okay, you so, find him a woman. I mean, we do. I mean, you even have girls that work for you now. You have customers that come in there. There's a plethora of people that you can You know find. what? Maybe I need to uh, tuck my shirt in. What, what are the hours of your place? Uh, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 7. Friday, Saturday, 10 to 4. And Sunday, 12 to 4. Okay. As a woman, what do you look for in a man? Like, does a man's appearance, like as far as his dress and attire, play a big factor, at least initially? You know, it's different for everybody. Um, I think that you can definitely, like when you're going out, you want to meet someone Definitely do it up different. But, I mean, really, we just got to have a pandemic. Who really dresses up anymore? But I'm saying, like, you don't want to see somebody that looks disheveled. He means, like, like, they're not, like, they don't shave. They don't, if they're going bald, they don't cut their hair. Oh, yeah, 100%. They have to be put together. Yeah. Now, may I explain why I had... Because you don't care about nope, your appearance. Nope, nope, nope. Can I, can I... But his beard is, like, trimmed up. No, this is, this so, is decent. So, so, two weeks ago... I shaved. I didn't shave or cut my hair, even though I'm going bald, you know, for a month. Because when I talked to the... Don't even fucking say anything, Tony. When I talked to the people uh, about the hair transplant surgery, don't say anything, Tony. Um, they said, hey, let it grow out for a, good, a, a full month and then take the pictures that we need and then send them to us. And I was like, okay. Because they want to make sure there's enough donor hair available to do it. So why are you just not going bald? Like, let it go. Yeah, I, this is my Let question. How like, much <laughs> pussy did you get when you had a full head of hair? Not much. 
Okay, then. So but it's, not, it's so much change it up, the right? It's not the problem. I, I think it's just something that I want more personally than anything else, to be honest with you. You should want to be a better person and have a better personality. That's what you should want. And that will help you get women. I'm not a bad person. You think you, as far as personality-wise it goes, you are an excellent person. You're never annoying or... Uh, Immature. What I do to you? No, no. I'm just saying. What for, I do, do to you, you think, is not you think, what I do to everybody else. Do you think a woman would want a man that, that's childish? Yeah. That, that what you mean? Uh, probably, so, probably not. I get what you're saying. Probably not. But I think all males are childish. I think they. they Tony's not. Not when Tony's they're 42. Not. You shouldn't be. Tony's not. Oh, when he turned 43. When I, he turned 43 last week. It was different. He's a. No more no, child. I'm, I'm definitely different than when I was 23, 33, and now when I'm 43. He don't put up with shit. Well, that's different than being childish, right? Like, I've been learning that I used to be like a very, per, like a people pleaser. Yeah. Now I'm like, did you really say that about me? Like, if you did, that's fine. Or also in the aspect, like, if people are like constantly bashing somebody, I'm like, dude, you're too old for this. Yeah. You know, there's gossip and then there's facts, right? If you're just gossiping all the time, I don't get time for it. If you're stating facts, that's different. But I would definitely say the childish men thing, though, this is funny. I think every man is going to be a child to a certain extent because your moms did it for y'all for mm. so well, long. I didn't, I didn't have that luxury. See, our friend that's with us in this room, he grew up differently than most of us. Definitely me. Mom, I'm a mama's boy. Okay. He had to grow up early. So it's different. Well, that's part of the Indian culture, right? Yeah. So, prime example, my husband, like, I had an accident last year, and I was, like, in the worst of pain, broken nose, screaming at my husband. I get to the hospital, and my mom cuts the phone off of me and FaceTimes him, like, are you okay? Because she's really hard to deal with. And she's like, what did you do, Gene? I'm like, really? Like, you know, <laughs> she literally, like, will say to me, if we get in an argument, she's like, oh, but how is he doing? I'm like... He's the one that picked the argument. <laughs> like, but that's the Indian culture. You know, we are raised to women are raised to take care of the men and men are babied. Mm. Does that explain know. it a little bit better for you? How real was? No. No, I just think that you should uh Wanna always be, try to put your best foot forward. Right. And, and I really have I mean, I really have I mean, granted, he doesn't talk to him as much as he used to, you know, because he, he doesn't want to get annoyed. So he just avoids the conversation usually. So like, and that's a, that's a problem. Like my whole thing is how many times do people that know me are like, oh. and then the same question can be answered. How many people say that about him that we're friends with? What was the question? So like, if you're like, man, that Tony, fuck that guy. It's very rare that somebody's probably ever said that. But on the flip side, people have probably said that many a times about you. More than likely. But I mean, I no. Think so you're doing what you're saying the moms do. You're babying him. You're pacifying oh him. See, so, he gets mad when people people take my side. No, it's not taking sides. Like if I was in the wrong, yes, I can understand that. But everything I try to say for him is the betterment of him. Yeah, no, 100%. and I've and I've never not agreed with that. Now, one but day you don't take my advice. You don't take Nick's advice. One what, day, what did Pino tell you? Of all the people you should listen to, you should definitely listen to Tony and Nick. No, 100%. And I have been listening to you guys. We've been telling you this for over 10 years. You're just now going to listen in the last couple of months. Right. And I've definitely been listening to what you guys have been saying and taking it 
what you've been saying. Now, now we're just in and out. But what's the problem is we have to like distance ourselves from him for him to start paying attention. Yeah, I mean, that's probably like you said, like a little bit of the coddling. But also, remember, like you said, 22, 33, all different ages, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all have been together all those years together, essentially, like in the aspect, like friend groups, too. You know, so you kind of see the this kind of goes in waves, right? Bad, good, bad, good, you know, and I totally believe that, like, you want to see your friends grow and they want to do really good. But sometimes, you know, also you're like, look, I can't deal with this. <laughs> like, I'm gonna let you figure it out on your own. But that's the thing. It's just like, at what point do you stop even caring? I don't think, well, I look at it like this. If it's causing you more stress than it's making you happy, then you can kind of like distance. But if it's just one of those things, you're like, God dang it, they're doing that shit again today. Then, you know, you're like, okay, I can deal with it. It just depends on your tolerance level. Yeah. Like I said, the older I get, the less I'm willing to tolerate. I think that's everybody as they get older. Yeah. That's why people really don't like having kids past like 40 because you have no tolerance. You know, it's like when I was training, I was training this guy at work the other day and, you know, he's a younger guy, like, you know, like 20 something or whatever, you know, young, you know, you know how it is. I'm sure you do have to deal with it too. And I was like, Hey man, do you mind doing this while I go in the cooler and organize? He's like, but like, why don't we just do this together? I was like, like, and you know, I, I was like, in my head, I lost it in my head. I was like, and then peacefully and calmly, I said, well, this way we can get out of this account in an hour instead of an hour and a half if we separate each other. And it's like, dude, don't fucking talk. Just please. In my head, I'm just like, please just fucking do it. Just organize the display. But well, I that's the same thing that we deal with you. Like when Nick and I tell you to do something, you always talk back instead of following direction. Not like, lately, though. What are you yeah. trying to teach him? I don't know. Like, to become, like... No, like... When, do we have, like, a board out there or something? Another room that's, like, step-by-step <laughs> like, step yeah, process? No, when, so, so, like, with the V3 stuff, Nick would tell him, I want you to do this. And then Raul would always question Nick's authority. When I asked Raul to do stuff for his podcast or stuff around the house, for the betterment of everything, he wants to buck back instead of just taking heed and listening and then doing what we ask. He doesn't like when question people question him, but he's quick to question everybody else. But I've been doing what I've been asked to do. What I, have you been doing that you've been asked to do? I don't know. What have you been asking me to do? Because, yeah, uh, we went to Nick's birthday party on uh, Friday, and Nick's fiance was talking to him about his emotional intelligence and saying that he pretty much lacks emotional intelligence. And then... Uh, she was like, you know, you just need to start listening to people because this is what she's been hearing. And I'm assuming it's coming from Nick because I don't talk to her. And uh, he was just still like because I even said something like I hadn't been talking to him as much as I had been in the past. And then he was like, but I've been good. I've been good. I'm like, I'm not talking to you. And he's and he's like, I'm not trying to know. I'm, I'm not annoying you. And I was like, because I'm not talking to you. And he's like, but I can if I want to. So, like, even like, that just, little. That just, just, no, but, but that's you like know a it. typical Raul comment, right? Because once he knows he can kind of like, for as long as I've known him, if he knows he can kind of like poke, poke, he's going to come after it, right? And then he's going to kind of get a kick out of it. And look at, like, look at the smirk he's doing now. That's what he does. But that's not acceptable. You're not if helping somebody, me out, If you know? somebody tells you, this is annoying. Stop doing it. And you continue to do it. Then you're not, you're just disregarding that person's feelings. 100%. But at the same time, I like, I guess, like you said, I'm coddling, right? I sometimes, cause I know how people are geared, like knowing someone for so many years. I mean, 
I'm I'm kind of going to be like, oh, that's funny. You and know? I think maybe other people don't see it because they don't have to deal with it. On a regular basis. And that's 100% right, maybe, right? Yeah, because so, like everybody only sees him in spurts and then they're like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you being like that? And then it's just like. To you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it's just like if if they didn't have to deal with it, then it's not. You know, it's just like friends. Sometimes when you see friends that you hadn't seen in a long time. You're like, why I stop hanging out with that person? I miss them. And you hang out. Oh, that's why I don't hang out with you. I see that too. Yeah. I mean, that's happening a lot these days as you get older, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of Tony and Nick, you know, Mark and our other friend, Mark, like I was like, someone was like, you still have like a big friend group, Raul? Like, I mean, we know a lot of people everywhere, but like the only like friend friends is like Tony and Nick and and Mark. I mean, think about when we used to go out to like, what is it? Like Red Rooster? Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't leave our house, like a pre-party to like 11 and then go to Red Rooster, right? And then we were there till forever. And then it was always like a big group. And this is before we really had social media too, right? Like, so it was like literally picking up the phone and being like, hey, are you coming out or texting? And then, you know, Facebook was out, but it wasn't like big like it is now. Right. But, you know, it's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? OK, like round up the crew. And then we all go to work hungover. Yeah. We don't hang out like that anymore. We went to the strip club a couple of weeks ago and we left the strip club at like one on Sunday night or Monday morning, I should say. And I had to be, you know, I started getting re- showered and ready at like 5 a.m., I mean, I was dying, but I was like, fuck, man, I can't call in because we were just talking about people that call in our bitches. I can't be a bitch and call in right after we talked about it, you know? But then when we were in our 20s, we'd get up, like, man, we were still just drunk, I think. Brush our teeth or whatever yeah. we could and just fucking go straight to work. Yeah, and now we're like, oh, that, it's going to be like a good two or three days. Of yeah, because I remember we used to go to Abercrombie. When I worked at Abercrombie, me and my buddy John, we would stay out all night and then, you know, pass out wherever and then just... Same clothes from the night before, go straight to work. Yeah. And like all the time. Now it's like, man, this is like hurting. Like every part hurts. Now I'm like, sometimes I'm like, damn, why does my head hurt? Oh, yeah. Because you drank all that again. Yeah, I drank all night. <laughs> I prefer like a nice dinner now um, with friends. Well, a couple what... good cocktails. I'm loving all these new bars in Memphis coming up that are doing craft cocktails and really good food. You need to go to Cameo if you haven't been out there yet. No, I'm not. Yeah, It's right there by the Citizen where the Walgreens is. Okay. On Union. Uh, it's 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 a nice spot. I saw there's other girl post something about that new hotel downtown. Caption. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. My husband does not do stuff like that. So it's always like put it aside for like a girl's day of brunch because he's just not very into, he's not a foodie or I'm not a foodie, but I'm at the same time. I want to try new things. Um, he he'll go once or twice and he's, he's done. So what kind of beer does he drink? Uh, Michelob ultra. If he's drinking beer and he's a vodka and soda water with some uh, lime. He's, he tries, you know, he works out every day, gets up every morning, 5 a.m. Regardless of what's going on. Regardless if he had a drink or not. Do you go with him? Heck no. <laughs> I am like not psycho like that. Like it's 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 like a robot, right? Now, I'll tell you one thing. Getting your workout done in the morning. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you don't. Because, you know, like, like my goal for tomorrow is to go to the gym in the morning before I go to work. Like That's what my goal is for this week. Right. But if I do it three out of the five days, I'll be happy with myself. Yeah, I think a lot of times now with fitness and wellness, people just put this like they get into it and they just put this really high expectation, right? Just start off slow, right? Like 
I'm going to actually like this week, I'm only going to drink three days, not five, you know, just like start with baby steps with that stuff. Um, For me, I've just seen a big difference in, you know, just cutting out certain things, you know, mm-hmm. just like little aspects that you would never really think affect it. I mean, it does, you know, um, and then adding some stuff there here and there. Um, I do prefer hot works in the morning. I love hot works. I mean, it's so quick. You're so in and out. I love that, you know, you go in a hot sauna, you can do yoga, you can do row, you can do all these different classes. It's so great because it's at most 40 minutes. Where, where, which one do you go to? Lakeland. Where's it at? It's right next to, it's across from Kroger, like right by the highway. Next to, I think it's a Lenny's over there. Mm-hmm. But Hot Works is great. Like, I mean, and same with like the cycle bars that are opening. I mean, people want like quick in and out stuff these days. Yeah, because the shorter the workout, but if you get, like, the full benefit of the shorter workout, more people are probably going to do that. Yeah, like, I'm not going to go to the gym and lift. And also, for me, lifting just, I just got really bulky from it, right? I had, really? I went to one of the, you know, the best I say trainer in this town. Um, Rowan. Yes. God, I love that man. Like, one of the best trainers. Um, one, though, it was just like, you know, I was like, man, I'm getting, like, bigger. But I had, like, the best butt when I went to him. And my husband was like, you need to go back. You know, (laughs) he's like, I don't care what it costs. Like, you just got to go back and get that butt again. I'm like, man, like, but that's also like when, you know, when I worked out rolling, I love like you are committed to everything. I mean, food, everything. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, and he can like, literally he would, he could tell if I was drinking, you know, if I drank the night before and came in hungover, he's like, "Mm -mm. run, start running. I remember when I first went to roll and this was my first trying to lose more weight, like 2011 or 2010 or something like that. We're working out. He goes uses the phone and like he's like, "Hey, don't forget while I'm on the phone, you need to do your jumping. I mean, your uh, rope, you know, for for a minute." I'm like, "All right, I'm sitting there trying to do it, and I'm just sitting and just and all of a sudden I was like, fuck this!'" And I was about to throw up all in his gym, but I luckily I was able to catch it. And I was I threw up all outside, and he was like, "You go out last night." I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, well, that doesn't look like you didn't go out last night. You know, it's like, damn. That is what he does. He can tell. I mean, he can tell in the way you sweat. He can tell in your, like, you know, different sets. And I'm like, that's a really good trainer, right? Because he's going to tell you. But, man, I'm just like, that lifting, I was like, I'm getting big. Like, but the butt was nice. Did you know, did you like looking more muscular? Um, It doesn't matter. I mean, I just always been leaner, but it didn't matter either way. I think for me, it was more like, you know, the commitment of get you know, I had to get up there and be up there by like four forty-five, and mm. then do my workout, get showered, go to work, and maybe that was a little tiresome for me. You know, um, I've always told him he needs to open a gym out in Lakeland. Well, where's his current location at? He's got three locations. So he's got one off of Summer, he's got one off of Broad, and then he does the um, really cool concept. Um, he actually did like a senior citizen kind of like um, I saw that. That is on awesome, right? Page, to keep these people moving. Active. Yeah, and. Um, like I said, man, Memphis is just an unhealthy town. They start late, and once it's affected them, then they want to go, okay, now I need to do something about it, like instead the, of being proactive. Yeah, it's like when I get diabetes type 2. Then I'm going to be like, oh, well, I need to change something in my life. Like, hey, why am I, why are my feet going numb, Doc? Well, yeah. you know, whatever causes that. It's way up and stuff. Yeah. So Roland's, like, really good with working, and, like, and he does athletes, right? Pro athletes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Those athletes are awesome. Well, like, you know, I we had Jaleel on here, and that's one of his uh, athletes, you know, yeah. I know. And, like, I see his videos, and I'm like, God damn, man, he's putting you through the fucking ringer every single day. Yeah, Roland don't hold up. And, I mean, these girls, he's got in these fitness competitions, banging. I'm like, dang. And I'm like, if I could just commit. Could be you. Yes, if I could just commit on that food. 
Yeah, the food part, like when you try to do like the competitions, you have to be yeah. dialed in 100% with all the food and every, everything else and your water and your salt and all that stuff. The food part would probably seem like would be the hardest part, That's, right? Because yeah. that the workout's probably an hour and a half and the rest of the day is like what you're eating and what you're you know. That's hungry. what he says. It's like 80% discipline in the food. And I'm starting to think to myself, and like the alcohol, right? One drink can mess up your entire diet. Well, I remember when, when Rick um, was down to like 7 or 8%. He was trying to get down to 3 so he cut out alcohol. But like sometimes he had, he'll have a drink or something like that. This was like a couple of years ago, four or five years ago. And it would just completely derail. 100%. You know, like he, you were able to see like the eight-pack. Then after the first couple of nights, you could only see like the six-pack. And then you couldn't see much more, you know, like – He's like, I don't know, because I guess the salt or something. I don't fucking know. So I've heard like tequila, right? Like someone's like, try some tequila. I'm like, oh, okay, well, tequila makes you really drunk. Like, you know, but at the same time, like, well, it's better to have a tequila drink. And I'm sitting thinking, well, one drink, I'm drunk. Like, I'm so wasted then. Um, Bacardi and Diet Coke is 50 calories or something like that. And that's what um, me and Tony were drinking those a long time ago for a little while. And, um, yeah. I'm, I just can't. I I gotta drink beer. I'm like that's what I like. What beer are you drinking now? <clears throat> Bud Light. I mean Bush Light and Bud Light. Oh, that that new Bush Light came out. That apple. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. I saw the other one that was like pink. It's got like a flamingo on it. Oh, that's uh natted. That's Natterdays. That's fucking so good. And then there's the Bush Light that has the orange around the. It was like a holiday one, I think. Yeah. So that came out last year for Halloween, and yes. then the cans that just came out that we're out of. Or the John Deere tractor trans. Oh, I didn't see And this. so every case of 24-pack cans that was sold in the country, a dollar per case was donated to some farmer's aid thing here in America. Nice. Well, I know the one that had the orange rim. We were at Mulligan's one night, of course. And um, I got like a sip of one, and I, maybe I was like a couple drinks in it. That, man, I drank like literally two buckets of that things on my own. Yeah, I, lo- I love Bush Light. Yeah, they're really good. But do you drink like vodka soda? Mm-hmm. I do. I like a really nice um, champagne. Yeah, I see. <laughs> um, I mean, but I prefer Tito's and soda water. Um, and I just like to have a couple drinks and then be good. You know, um, if I do a shot, it might be Jack Fire, which we just know how that's going to end. So out of all the fire stuff, that's probably my favorite. I can't drink. I can, I can drink Fireball, but I prefer to drink anything but Fireball and Jameson now. So Fireball is just like really sugary. Yeah. Right. Like it's, I could see a difference when I was drinking it like a lot, you know, as like a nightcap or whatever. Oh my God. The weight just like poured on. <laughs> Not to mention, I think like the alter ego came out. Yeah. So what do you like when you're on fireball? Uh, the alter ego is immediately just going for the husband. Like what? Like everything you're like fighting. Oh, like I will like pick apart everything that is like, there could be, the, he made the bed wrong or, you know, he didn't make the bed. It, yeah, it was bad. You know, or I would just pick apart the littlest things and I'm like, what is going on? You're like psycho. So was it you wanted to say the stuff when you were sober and it came out when you were a hundred percent. I mean a hundred percent. So you're nitpicking your husband when you're drunk, but you won't say so if he makes the bed wrong, it bothers you the whole time. Well he doesn't even like so here's the thing, like, right? He barely makes the bed. But when he does for some reason, I should be appreciative of him making the bed for once. You should be. But instead, I'm over here just like bitching. And I'm like, damn, Gene, you got to like bring that shit back in. Like, I'm really learning why, in this age. Why are you getting mad that he attempted to make the bed? See? And sorry that he didn't make it the way you make it. 
Well, here's the thing. I am learning. No. That's a lazy mentality right no, there. No, but he tried to make it the good, the right and way. he can try to do it the right way. But here's the thing again, but right? at least he tried. His mom did all that stuff for him growing up. So for me, <laughs> now I. Now we're getting to the truth. Yeah. Like his mom. I, yeah, I love my mother-in-law. But there's so many things. Like we have like funny conversations sometimes. Um, Best thing when I got married, right? We got married three months after being engaged. And I'm like, why the rush? And literally we get married a month later, he's packed up and going to the farm to go hunting. And I'm thinking like I did something wrong. So I like go to my mother-in-law's house and I'm like, Madonna, like what, what's going on? She's like, this is hunting season. You didn't know that? I said, I'm so confused right now. She's like, oh, you got duped. I was like, oh, <laughs> and she, and it, it's, you know, we've been together eight, you know, married eight, 10 and I, she can just like call it out on me. She'll be like, oh, there they go again. I'm like, dang it. Like. And now I'm used to it, right? But the first year was kind of like, did I do something wrong? Does he not like me? And then I just kind of realized, like, you know, this is what he does. He does his own. He does what he wants to. So. At least he's trying to make the bed, though. That's all I got from that. I mean, he's gotten good with laundry now. I mean, I will say that he's doing laundry. Um, He's really good at, like, cleaning the cars and stuff like that. Do you reward him for doing these things? Um, I just I might be nice for like a day. That's that, and that's what he needs. Because when he's like, "Oh man, you know, when Dina be nice to me, I think I'm gonna do the laundry today." Yeah. And when you come home, everything's folded and put up. And well, and the funny thing about watching this, um, you know, I, we decided not to have children, right? Um, because when we got married, he had three kids, three daughters, and we kind of just got thrown into a lot of stuff. And looking back, people are like, "Do you regret it?" We went through the IVF process, and literally the week before we're about to put in, I'm like, "I don't really know if I." I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like what we had going on, I don't couldn't imagine bringing a little kid into that. Mm. And then I kind of like started really loving the aspect of being a step parent where it's, you're not 50% doing wrong, but it's like, I get to be like the cool fun parent. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I did have like my, at one point we just had all the girl, well, the two younger ones living with us. We were full time, you know? And I was like, why would I have a kid? Like I have this, like I'm already getting this experience. I just don't have to clean up poopy diapers. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, Oh, you're missing like the kid, like walking and did it. And I'm sitting thinking that's maybe not how I was built for. Right. And I think really explain to people that it's okay not to have kids is really hard in this world. Some days because they're like, well, you have a husband and you guys should have a kid. I'm like, that's not how it works. Right. You don't just have to get married and have kids. You can be a couple that enjoys their life. Yeah, I think people had kids back in the past for, like, farm work and stuff like that. You don't need that today. Oh, you're talking about, like, when they had, like, 15, 16 kids? Yeah, yeah definitely for the for the farm, like Tony just said. But And now look at this, though. I'm not, you know, in any way knocking any people we know in the city, but how many of us have seen, because we've known each other for 15 years, how many of us have seen the people that they had their kids with they're still with? I, can, I, don't, I don't think anybody. I can maybe count, like, two or three, right? It's very rare. And so I'm thinking to myself, now you brought a kid into this, but on top of that, like you weren't ready to get like, you know, maybe if you'd waited longer, but either way, I'm just saying like, you can't, we chose to not have kids. Okay, cool. But you chose to have them. Then you get divorced because you grow every seven years. Yeah. I think it's, it would be more beneficial to have kids younger as far as the youth, because you have more energy, but then you don't have as much money and you have a lot more time. But then when you're older, you have more money, but you don't have more energy and you it's just running out of time. Yeah. You're you don't want to be an old parent. Yeah. Right. Because like you could go like if you're 40, 45, right. And having a kid 
and then you go to school and all the other parents are like 25, right? You're 20 years different from the parent mm-hmm. right there. You're like, oh, this is weird. But I also think that, hey, there's a lot of celebrities and other people that have kids at like 60 now, like, because yeah. there's so many ways to like stay in wellness now. So these people are like 60 years old having kids. Well, I think people are definitely living longer. Yeah. You know, somebody else, somebody was talking about something about it, Japan, how people are living so long in some of those Asian countries, like, like living to 105, 110 is like normal. Normal. It's not a big deal. Like, oh, yeah, my uncle's 110, my grandma's 109. It's like common. And like, I have, um, you know, I don't, like, my grandfather lived to like 94, right? And like lived on his own too. And I really? was like, what the? But he literally smoked dope every day and mm. he drank whiskey and honey, two drinks a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. And like, He's like, that's, that's in life. Like he lived in the middle of nowhere by himself, you know, after his wife passed, but he was like, it's no stress. Like you can't have stress. He's like, stress is the worst killer in this world. Did you, did you pick up on that? Yeah. He just totally he, like, looked at you like, totally, yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a fucking stress. crick in his neck now. Fucking <laughs> no, the thing about kids too, uh, I think a lot of people have kids because they want people to take care of them when they're older. Yeah, I've heard that. Like, my mom's even said that. Like, right? Like, who's going to take care of you when you're old? I'm like, don't they, like, have nursing homes for that? Or even then, like, if you live a healthy lifestyle, you can be like my grandfather in 94 be on your own. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, even, um, I mean, just because you have kids doesn't mean that's not guaranteed they're going to take care of you. Some people 100%. are very selfish and they don't want to take care of their parents or they don't even want to put their parents in a home or maybe they can't even afford to do it. So it's not a guarantee. That's not yeah. a reason to have children, I think, is because I want somebody to take well, care of me when I'm older. I think for us, culturally, though, Raul and I, um, it is expected. My parents aren't going to a fucking old age home. My yeah. parents are going to live with me. Exactly. So, I and I think in our culture is very, that's how you're raised. So, like, my mom, you know, I she's fine on her own, don't get me wrong, like, but I've always been kind of looking for places like, hey, we're going to build, like, a mother-in-law suite. Well, because she's going to eventually live with me. And my husband's okay with that, right? Because he's like this. Well, one... I'll always be in the right. You're always going to be in the wrong. That's going to be a great option. And two, she cooks really good Indian food, right? So he's like gun ho for it. I'm like, huh? He's like moving right now. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, right? Like, who's the only thing I would say that about taking care of a person? Just depends on what level that they're at. Like, if they have like Alzheimer's or however you say all, dementia, all, yeah, yeah, something like that, and um, something really, really bad. I think you might want to look for assistance. Hundred percent. So I watched a video the other day on Facebook. And um, so this lady is sitting on a park bench and this man is talking to her and this man's like, oh, how's your day going? And she's like, oh, you know, it's got a lot of family problems going on and this and that. And she's like, I just kind of don't want to talk about it. He's like, oh, OK, no problem. Sorry. And, you know, and he's like, well, I hope you have a, hope your day gets better or your week gets better, you know, and take it easy. He's sitting there and the bus pulls up. And she's like, yeah, I was having a lot of uh, issues, problems with my dad, you know, and um it was so fucking sad. And then she's like, oh, sorry to hear that. Well, this is your bus. See you later. And then she's like, yeah, see you later. And she's like, hey, dad, come on, let's go. He has Alzheimer's. He doesn't know who she is. Oh, God. And it's like, it was so fucking sad. I was like, oh, God. So definitely I, I agree. Like if it's something like that, dementia, like I do feel like they need to be in a home because it's 24-hour care, right? And that's mm-hmm. – but it's expensive. Like it's really expensive. Yeah, because the – the mo- the better ones in town, especially here in Memphis, are you know more expensive, and they're going to take all your money first, right? Like that's yeah. how it works. I found out like, like for the whole year is that well, no, like they're going to take anything you have, like your retirement, everything, because 
they're going to get their money first. Mm. So like you could sell your house. They're going to take that money to pay for your treatment or your facilitation facility. Like it's not what most insurances don't cover that. Other things I've looked into, right? Cause I didn't have kids. <laughs> yeah. It's uh getting older is a blessing, but it also fucking sucks, man. Because there's so many things that can go wrong when you get older. Yeah. You can lose your eyesight. You lose your memory. You lose your mind. You know. But like Raul said, we're we're living longer now. You know. Um, you know and like, sorry, go ahead. I mean, you're, you said like we're living longer. I think people are really starting to like take care of themselves a lot more, right? You do see some of that, not certain cities, but I mean, like you go to L.A., right? Everyone's like in shape. Yeah. Getting ahead of it, getting getting ahead of an issue, yeah. or or be exercising before issue happens is the best preventative care there is. Not after you go to your doctor and you have whatever you know type two diabetes or whatever like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, but like once you once you are diagnosed with something and then you do it, that that's great that you're starting. But if you had just started before, you wouldn't have these issues. 100%. Well, most people don't think about their health until they're sick. Exactly, you don't ever think about like. We've mentioned it before, but like right now, all of us, at least on the surface, are fine. But then if we had a, a cold or the flu or something, we'd be like, man, I hate being sick. But you never like, man, I, I love being well. Mm. And then that's, that's really another point, right? There's another thing, too, where it's like, do you want to people complain about how like eating healthy is expensive? But it's like, do you want to pay that right now or pay for treatments later on in life? I agree yeah. with that 100 percent. Now, eating healthy if you buy pre-made, it's going to be more expensive than regular groceries for sure, sure. But if you shop at like Aldi or Kroger, wherever you buy your stuff, and you buy more organic stuff and more, you know, things that aren't, aren't um, modified and stuff, you're paying about the same price. Yes. But now if you go to like certain places that have these quote-unquote healthy meals to go and stuff like that, you're definitely paying a premium. Because they're pre-mixed, like they're right. pre-doing it for you, So right? that's when I think people don't understand that if they just – Go look at the prices. Now, now, the organic corn might be 80 cents a pound and the regular corn might be 60 cents a pound, right? Yeah, that's a big difference at the end of the day. But, like, if people just look at it like that, it's not that much of a difference. It might be $20 on the bill a week or whatever if it's just for you. And just, like, learning how to prepare food, right? That's, like, the biggest thing um, people don't get to. There's so many great websites and, like, easy recipes, yeah. right? Like, hey, I can get on there and just look up in YouTube and find the ingredients I need and go. And then you can meal prep for, like, because most of those meals, they last you two or three days. Yeah, like, what I love a lot is on Instagram when I'm scrolling, like, you'll see people make, like, different meals, and it's, like, a 45-second video, and they show you everything you need and how to make it and stuff, and the video is done. Those are all available for free, like you just said, on YouTube, you know, yeah. or Instagram or whatever. And I, you know, I know some people are like, I don't eat leftovers. I'm like, wow, like, what? Yeah, I've, I've met some people like that. Like, I don't want a meal prep because then I'm going to have too much of it. I'm like, so you're basically would rather just eat out every day because you want something different, which I get, but there's spices for that. <laughs> so how did you get started with your company? With Activate? Mm-hmm. So I got started with that about a couple years ago. I went to another store that was kind of like <laughs> it, and I just fell in love with everything wellness. And... Then I kept trying to look at different franchises and that franchising was just not an option for me. Mm-hmm. And my husband was in a duck blind with my two business partners and they were like, your wife's really into this. He's like, she is literally trying to defy aging. That is why she, she knows she's going to age, but she doesn't want to age in a, you know, in a 
really poorly manner, right? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing I tell people is I got into it to heal yourself from the inside out. Because if your insides are not right, your outsides are not going to be good. And that's like the best way I explain to like customers that come in. And when you come in and you get a service, like some feel it immediately. Others the next day, next week, like I was telling you, about, they'll be like, oh, man, like I, that was really awesome. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm here for, like to make you feel better. Yeah. So that's it is a passion of mine. Eventually, I hope I can just, you know, just be focused on that. And that's all I care about. Then. So what services do you all offer? So we offer IV therapy. Um, cryotherapy, cryo skin. That's when like we freeze the fat off of you. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, well, how does that work? So it's a wand. Um, it's kind of like just cryo sculpting in general. Um, cool sculpting, they call it too. I just use a different company I went through. And, you know, we put the gel on you and we just go around in a circular motion with the wand. And, you know, there's, there's a routine to it because you have to be certified. We had to go to school for it. Um, but you just put the wand on there and it slowly melts the fat, right? So what happens is the fat melts and through time, it will be dispersed through your lymphatic cells and then, you, you know, peed out kind of thing. Oh, it, wow. it turns into debris, your fat cells into debris. Really? Now, you st- if you keep eating bad, right? Yeah. Like you It'll come back, doesn't go back in that spot. It's just going to find another spot to go to. Like the best people for cryo skin is people that don't want to get like, you know, lipo, mm-hmm. but they have like that little bit of area that's just like stubborn. Yeah. Like some do- loose skin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. We can do toning too. Oh, wow. And then we do localized cryo. We do an infrared sauna, which is great for boosting your immune system. And we do red light therapy. Great for like psoriasis, skin issues like that. And then the cryotherapy that everyone loves. Is the red light where you stand on that mat? Because I know your husband and um, um, Carl showed me something. It was like a room off to the right when you walk back there. Yeah. So you're just going to get butt naked in there. And you're just going to have two panels of red light. And you're just going to stand there. It's great. Like I have have psoriasis. So for me, it's a great option. Mm. Um, And then the cryotherapy is I got diagnosed with seriatic arthritis about six months ago. And my doctor was like, here, take this shot. And of course, me, I'm like, oh, okay, the doctor said it, right? Come to find out, like, my girlfriends are really, like, adamant about, like, wellness stuff. They're like, dude, that thing causes cancer. Oh, shit. The shot does? Yeah. And, like, it could be a side effect, right? But then they started doing research on it. And then they said it, like, can cause liver failure, massive dehydration. And I was like, oh, crap, I took that shot. (laughs) And so... They were like, Gina, you've got to figure. So when we got the store going, I had that cryo machine in for a month before because, you know, they delivered it. And I was like, I'm going to commit to this every single day. And if I miss like three days, I can start feeling again. The inflammation coming back. In my, in my, so how does the cryo work? Like how long are you in there for? Two to three minutes. What's the longest you've been in there for? Uh, three minutes. I am. And you do that every day? Yeah, I do. What's the temp? Like what is, what does it do? Like I know what it is, but like what, is it, what does it do for people? So it a hundred percent removes like inflammation, right? You know, I say a hundred, but like 95%, right? So inflammation is a silent killer. We all know that. So, you know, it just sneaks up on you and inflammation causes stress, all that kind of stuff on your body. Mm-hmm. When you go in there, it's essentially putting your body through a fight or flight stage mentally and you're physically right. So you get in, you wear a face mask, gloves, slippers, socks, and ears. Because when your body thinks like, hey, this is really cold, really fast, it puts all your blood to your heart because that's your most vital organ. Yeah. So that's why you have it on your hands because those are your extremities. And it starts like, you know, all the blood's going back. Well, when you come out and your body's like, whew, I didn't die, right? Or like, you know, I didn't, 
it brushes all that blood back to everywhere and you can immediately feel, and that's what helps with inflammation, right? Because you're regenerating cells. Oh, okay. Wow. So when people go in there on average, how long do they stay? Because I'm sure a lot of people think they can stay like two or three minutes, but how? what's like the average? Everyone, they honestly stay. I mean, so the chamber that I got, it's like the newest technology. They just came out with like a couple of years, like two years ago, right? All these pro athletes are getting this in their house now. Yeah. I mean, if you can afford it, they're going to put it in their house. Um, you're hearing about them because it is the best form of recovery. Yeah. And you can Google it. There's nothing bad on cryo except for people getting frostbite. And that's because, like, you can't stand in there for six minutes, right? Like, but of course you have someone that's going to try it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's some other story. But anyways, you know, it's the fastest way for recovery. Um, But when you go in, my chamber has, like, a light, right? So you shut the door. This, like, white light timer starts going to the top. And nobody ever wants to walk out before that white light hits the top. You know, like, the mental aspect of it. Yeah, so it's an ego thing. 100%. Hundred percent, and I, and even like, but no, you're like, okay, I can do this, right? Like, I can do it, and mentally, you just have to like put yourself in that that mindset. Like, I'm gonna make it through the white light, getting to the top, and everyone's like, that's like a really good mental thing that's that they designed in this chamber. And how much does that cost per uh, session? Fifty dollars for your first session, or you can do two for sixty three initials, and then we do memberships. Like, so most people have done like they'll come into it two times, you know, it's sixty three dollars for two sessions, and then. They come back, they're like, I felt great. And then they become members. Hmm. So how does the membership work on that one? So we have a limited membership that they can do six cryos, which also comes with like Normatec compression, um, oxygen, all that. And that's like 145. And then if you want to be an unlimited cryoer, we call them like our pro cryoers that come every day almost, that's 210 a month. Is the compression the seat where the, where the TV was at up front? With the, with the black things you put on yeah. your legs. Yeah, yeah, Carl showed me that. I saw, I saw Carl post a video like, what is on your legs? Like, wow, man, this is the compression. And yeah. you know, he explained it to me. I was like, damn. A right. lot of my um, like athletes know about yeah. it and stuff, and they come in. Um, we do really, we're really working with high schools right now because, you know, like I said, inside out, right? I didn't have this offered to me. I don't, I'm not saying I would have gone pro in volleyball, not by one bit, but I don't think I'd be in the pain I was in my 20s. Because yeah. all like the, Pounding of your legs and stuff like that. Yeah, and then just like basic recovery, right? No one really like focused. They're like, "Oh, here's an ice bath." They're like, "What? What is that doing?" You remember? You remember when Terrell Owens broke his leg, and then six week or five or six weeks later, he was playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because he had the chamber installed at his house. And this is yeah. when he first came out, you know. Yeah. And he was. I mean, he had like two touchdowns and like two hundred, like one hundred and fifty yards. Everyone's like, there's no way you're going to be back for the Super Bowl, bro. You just broke your femur. Like, yeah. no way. So cryotherapy is great for post-op surgery. Um, a lot of people recommend it. Um, and just overall, like, health, wealth, wellness, right? Like, I've seen losing inches. Like, I'm losing inches. All the girls that are doing it are losing inches. The guys, they see it, but you guys don't really, like, keep track of that stuff, right? Like, like inches? Yeah, like... Y'all are more like on a weight side, whereas like women are more on like the inches size, I would say. So like all the girls like, oh, man, like I have one client. She's like, oh, my God, my bra. And then her husband, I mean, he literally told her, I can see that you're like the cellulite's like not as much in your legs. And I'm like, wow, like that meant a lot to her. Right. Because she had a lot of cellulite and it does help with the appearance of cellulite, too. Mm -hmm. So you did a lot of uh, ice baths when you were playing volleyball? Oh, God, yeah. And, like, they used to stick us in there with, like, a bunch of other athletes, right, to, like, kind of – because, you know, it was two days in August with the football players. And they'd be like, oh, y'all can get in this big tub. And we're, like, sitting there thinking, that's not doing anything at that point. Yeah. You know, or they would saran wrap it to you. I mean, it doesn't really do crap. 
So did you play volleyball like all through high school or when did you start? Um, probably like eighth grade. And then I played through high school. I got recruited D1 for basketball. And then I just decided I didn't want to play basketball anymore. And I What? Yeah. You gave up your scholarship? Or you would have Well, I would gave up my division one. Yeah. And I decided, you know what, I think I'm gonna try something another path. Well, you know, this is before social media. This is before this is like your parents with their video camera making your videos for colleges. You know, mm, whereas yeah. now you could have changed it and just done like a quick reel and you'd be good. We didn't have that, right? Your parents are over there editing this. My parents were so pissed. And I was like, look, I'm just not going to play basketball. Like, they were like, no, you're playing basketball. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I just, my body was getting taken until I was tired of getting my hair ripped on. I mean, basketball's brutal. Mm. And so I was like, I want to play volleyball. And so I ended up getting a Division II scholarship, which, hey, people forget. Just because it's not Division One, there's still D2s, D3s that are great schools out there. Well, I would imagine a lot of the kids that probably can't get into D1 because the grades are going to D2. And they're probably just as good, but they just don't have the grades. They go to junior college first, right? Yeah, Juco. And, and then they go to... Yeah. Because that's what happened to Mashawn um, <clears throat> Luno. I forget the football player's name. It's a running back. He didn't have the grades. So they sent him to like a D3. But he was so good that, you know, he didn't end up... Playing. And then I think it was Mashawn Lynch. And, uh, you know, we all know how good he was, right, when he played. So, but yeah, it's... Like Tony said, no... The grades suck. You got to go to JUCO or D2 or D3, and then you go back to D1. Well, and great. JUCO is really good, too, for development. Um, I know from a volleyball aspect, um, when you're – if you go to Division One in volleyball, like, you must have dominated, right? Because they're going to redshirt you probably your first season. Basketball, you it kind of depends, right? But most times, if you're going Division One, regardless, you're getting redshirted that first year. You're just – you're smaller. You're, you know, just not there yet. So Division Two has its – ups right you get to go there and you're like a big you know you're the big shit yeah right and then like you're a starter your freshman year and you're like man it's awesome whereas d1 they're like yeah i'm sorry you're not doing that well that's what's crazy like all these football players that are d1 scholarship athletes you know and like they're getting redshirted their freshman year so they're not actually playing so they're losing they're not playing for like what a year and like six months because of the way the schedule set up you know and then like They've lost that, but then some of the kids that are going straight to D two, you know, they they're in the rhythm still, so they don't move miss a stride, right? And some of the people that are going to D one and getting redshirted, especially if they're defensive linemen or offensive linemen, they just balloon up, yeah, because they're not playing, so they don't have to be at a playing weight. Hundred percent. Um, well, in the aspect too, right? You're getting an extra school year of school paid for for free. Um, yeah. Two girls, I went. Well, one. Yeah, I don't know the other one. But one of them, for sure, I know. She ended up being a doctor, right? Because one, Canada, they go to school till they're 19. So technically her freshman year with us was like 19, 20 years old. Okay. Then she's way ahead. They're so much smarter than us. Like their schooling is unreal. And so she tested out. Like I don't even know how it happened. But somehow she like the first two years of her college were just like she tested out or something. I don't know. She didn't have to take them. She just started as a junior. Wow. She's then really she got redshirted because she got injured one year. So in that time, she literally was able, like, she only had, like, two years of school left or three to, like, become a doctor. And now she, I mean, she's so young. She's my age. And I'm like, dude, you've been in practice for, like, I mean, probably literally 10 years now. There's if a, not more. There's a guy that used to play for the Chiefs that became a doctor while he was playing for the Chiefs. And uh, when COVID was when, when COVID was happening in 2020, he decided, you know, 
some of the guys decided not to play because of COVID, like on all teams. And then he just decided not to come back. He's like, fuck, I don't need the money. I already got 60 million from playing a yeah. couple years. And, you know, I'm just going to be a doctor now. Nice. Like, damn. All right. So what position in basketball did you play? Um, I was a number three. What like, does that mean? Small, small forward. forward. Oh, okay. And you just yeah. didn't like it anymore? I just, you know, I got beat up a lot. Like, I wasn't really like, I mean, look at me now at six feet tall and think of like 130 pounds. I got like beat up out there. <laughs> I was really small. Yeah. Like skinny. And I mean, volleyball, was just, I just liked it better. But man, I just, those girls. I mean, one of my teammates could dunk when we were in high school. Wow, really? Yeah. She never like did it during a game, right? I, I knew she could because mm-hmm. she would, but I think it was like also like she would do like nerf balls and stuff. But I was like, dude, you could totally dunk one day in a game. She's like, I just get nervous. And I'm like, dude, you can touch, like you jump up and touch the rim. You know? How tall like, is she or is she? She's 6'2 and she had a twin sister that was 5'10 and um, the 5'10 one couldn't dunk, the 6'2 one could. I remember when I first watched, I can't remember how long ago this was, but it was the University of Tennessee women's basketball player and she was on a breakaway and, you know, she was like 6'3", I think. And she's just, you know, just her by herself, and she fucking dunked that. And, dude, it was – I watched that video like a hundred times thinking it was fake. I was like, there's no way she just dunked that. And, dude, it was fucking so awesome. Everyone in the arena is just going wild. You love to see that with college – women athletes especially. But here's the thing, right? They, they're they only going to do it on a breakaway because physically they're not, like, you know, in the paint and just, like, getting up and smashing yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't – I mean, maybe there's a couple out there, but – You probably need the strides yeah. to get – Yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of it's – and I also think there's a part of you, like – remember the first WNBA game? I mean, this is years ago. Lisa Leslie went to go do her first dunk, and she fell on her butt, right? Oh, did she really? Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, this was like your moment, defining moment for the first WNBA game. And I'm like, but I guarantee you the, the pressure, because she could literally just jump up and dunk it. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is not good for the sport. Well, you know, they just – I think – I think this is year 20 of the WNBA, or last year was year 20, one of the two. But I was like, damn, that thing's still going on. I knew it was going on, but, like, you know, because they have money. Like, a lot of the NBA owners own the women's team, too, usually, like yeah. Mark Cuban and them. Like, But um, it's just the, 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 the TV is just not there, and that's where all that big money comes from for the, for the owners and stuff. Oh, yeah, and also I think that you're starting to see, like, I mean, I say some parents, like, they're just not invested in, like, taking their kids to stuff these days, right? Because they have social media, and they can just put them on iPad. Like, whereas when we were growing up, our parents were, like, lugging us everywhere. And, like, you, if I told my mom, like, my mom took me to the 1994 NCAA playoffs, you know, flew me out to San Francisco. She's like, Mom, I'm like, why are we doing this? She's like, because you love basketball, you know? Yeah. And I was in fourth grade, and I just, it was a time of my life. Grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, you remember... um and then, you know, the women's national team in soccer are getting equal pay to the men. Yeah. Which I honestly think that the men should get less because the men suck so bad in soccer. The women, the women are fucking phenomenal. You know, they've won all the gold cu- World Cups, you know, like it's just crazy to me that they just now got to what they the men were getting paid. Why is the these federations not paying the women the same amount of money? I mean, isn't that like something from back from like the twenties? <laughs> I mean, it seems women like women just right? don't get paid as much. Now I know the t- and I know, if, but on women's soccer and women's tennis, that's more watched than men's for American American soccer. Yes. Anyways, you know, like American uh, team, but like men's team, but like 
Yeah, for me, I just mean this is so backwards. They should have been getting paid more because they were so dominant in the '90s and 2000s forever. Hundred percent. I mean, you're right. Not a lot of people know a lot of men's soccer players that are not overseas players. Exactly. But they can name Mia Hamm when she played. Mm. Every little girl that played soccer knew who Mia Hamm was. Yep. She really did. Yeah. She's a good one. I don't remember her name, but she's the one that after she won the World Cup for the U.S. Women's Team, she took her took her shirt off and she was in a bra. Sports bra like this flexing. And she oh, like, yeah, that was all over sports. Yeah, that was, that was like, I was like, damn. Well, they have really good bodies, right? Like, they're like 0% <laughs> fat, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like, it's all that sprinting they do, you know, like Ronaldo and them. Like, that's what they fucking, uh, quads are so huge. Crazy story. I went to school with Lindsay Tarpley uh, my first two years in high school, and she was on the Olympic team. And I kind of just, like, lost touch when I went to a different high school. And then, like, all of a sudden I saw she made the Olympic team. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this girl literally made the Olympic team and she was like in her twenties, you know, not even. Yeah. And, uh, I still follow her on Instagram and she's doing great, but she's one of the few people I, I think too, like, you know, she, if it was now she was playing, she made way more money than she did, you know, 20 years ago or 15. Yeah. Something like that. So, well, yeah. Cause like <clears throat> the money in sports is for all sports is way, way up there now, right? Because the players are like, well, shit, the owners are making all this money, like, especially in the NBA. We want a new CBA. If you don't give us what we want, we'll fucking go and strike. Yeah, like Jaw just signing that. You know, he huge. just signed a three-year, hundred was 160 or 169 million, 195 million, something, something like that. that. for three years. Yeah, you know, and does he deserve it? 100%. 100%. Who am I to say no, he doesn't, you know? Yeah. But like, he did a lot for the team. He got the team super far, even though we were so hurt all year. Um, and then you have guys that signed four-year, $250 million contracts in the NBA now. And before, like, when, like, um, Jordan and all them were playing, Pippen and all them, they didn't want to make money like this. No. Michael Jordan was the only one that was, though. Well, that, but that wasn't even from playing, right? That's from a shoe break. His, his, his endorsements outweighed. His money. In, Same in, with Shaquille, right? So Shaquille, did you know he owns like a bunch of like um, five guys burgers, some of that? Like he owns a bunch of franchises. And he also owns a shitload of Papa John's. Yeah. Like, so this guy was like, look, I'm not getting paid enough. I got to do it in this another aspect. Now these athletes can be like, yeah, I'll sign that like $300. So million. the smartest people in these sports are the ones that use only spend the endorsement money, right? Yeah. So Mashawn Lynch didn't spend a single dime of the his career playing money, and neither did um, uh, Rob Gronkowski. They all just used their money from endorsements and stuff like that. Gronkowski um, said he didn't spend a dollar anywhere he went. He pretty much made guaranteed with his brothers that they were going to be their tab was going to be taken care of and stuff like that because you know you you're coming, people are going to come to see you in these events. Yeah. Which is really smart. The Krakowskis, um, though, I watched that thing. I don't know if it was like a special on TV or something. It was about them. Like, that mom has all sons, right? Yeah. Like, five or six. Yeah, that's crazy. And they still live. His parents still live in a very modest home. You know, you would think they'd be living lavishly. They don't. You know, she raised. And I think a lot of them are pro athletes. I think like three out of the six are. And then the other ones are managing the other, <laughs> other kids. I know they were on Shark Tank one time trying to peddle something. Well, it's now also like... Um Damn, what was I about to say? Oh, the Manning, the the littlest, the newest Manning that's about to go to, to where we I forget where he signed to go to, but like this is uh, Peyton and Eli's nephew, right? Yeah. So like he's fixing to get a huge nil deal, and they're already the royalty of the NFL. You know this, what? How and much? there's like a Manning that lives in town here too. 
right? Like the cousin or something. Isn't the wife from here? Peyton's wife is from yeah, here. And yeah. And I think there's like a cousin, like maybe one of her family or something that lives here in Memphis still. Um, like before before they got really famous in college, like Peyton Manning did it at Tennessee, he used to always be at Neil's on when it was over there on Madison. Oh, yeah. That got like down, right? <laughs> yeah. He was always in there. We, we didn't know who he was. We, we, we remember yeah. seeing him in there and like, damn. And then you see him on TV all of a sudden. Next thing you know, he's like number three. Two in the NFL draft, and it's a, yeah. one of the best quarterbacks ever. Like, damn. We used to, like, we used to, to get fucked up with that guy. <laughs> right? Like, we were doing shots. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure he carried him home one night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go to Neil's over there, Tony? Yeah, I went a few times. I had to call my mom to pick me up drunk there one time. A couple times, actually. I mean, that place was just, you just walk in, pay the $5 cover, and it didn't matter what you did. Mm-hmm. And it was always someone you knew there. It was like a cheers. and okay. Yeah. Remember Luke's? Mm-mm. I didn't go to Luke's. It was over there, um, a corner of Highland and Park. Let's talk about the era of King Biscuit and wearing those uh, Affliction shirts, right? God, Whew. remember that Ed Hardy party? <laughs> yes, that was, I was horrible. Like, <laughs> I saw an ad the other day for Ed Hardy, that, and I instantly thought about that party. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Man. And then, like... It's so crazy, right? So if you go to Buckle now, right, like they still carry that stuff. Buckle's still around? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the mall. Yeah. I didn't know. I saw it the other day. So like some of this stuff, like for me, right, like they sold jeans that were like 36, 37 inseams that I need. Mm -hmm. 38s if I want to wear heels. So still, you know, now it's grown more. But then they were the only place, right? And then, of course, they have like rhinestones on the butt and everything. I wouldn't be caught dead with rhinestones on my butt at this point. But... I'm thinking, man, I thought I was so cool, you know, 10 years ago, wearing rhinestones on my butt with my Affliction t-shirt. It was the fashion back then. If you're still wearing it today, then that's the problem. And you <laughs> still see men with those. I mean, and, and, the, that's, and, that's, and the tap-out shirts. That's very, yes. like, South Haven, like, Olive Branch, Remember? you know, West Memphis. I mean, when I see it now, I literally, like... Did they go to Goodwill? Which is great, right? Like, you probably went to Goodwill and needed a shirt, but, like... No, no, I'm pretty sure they, like, found yeah. it. They probably bought it on, like, Tapout.com or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I mean, just think about the stuff that we used to wear. Like, everything was like skull and crossbones. Well, I remember Affliction used to be expensive as fuck because I remember I bought the Rampage t shirt when it first came out. Yeah. And it was like $65. I was like, Nick's like, you still gonna buy it? I was like, well, I don't have a card. He's like, I'll buy it for you. Just give me some money next, next time you see me. I was like, all right. And because we were we were buying shirts for because Nick was doing that party for him down at yeah. uh, Double Deuce downtown. And I was like, all right. And I was like, Got the shirt. It was all torn up here. I still wore it. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. And then they had like the bamboo shirts too. Like, oh, this is bamboo fabric or whatever. Bamboo. Yeah. They used to have like bamboo shirts or something. I mean, I'm going to say like in my 20s when I was dating, I was probably dating the douche that wore that. Like absolutely. 100%. You know, the muscle head that wore that and the, bought it in like a two sizes too small and then had rhinestone in his butt too. Yeah, that was a that was a thing back then. Right now, do they still wear like Ed Hardy and stuff like that in like L.A. and stuff? No, but you know, like Van uh, Dutch. Remember Van yeah, Dutch? Yeah, Van Dutch is supposedly coming back. Um, and then they said Juicy Couture, right? Like you mm. see all these stars wearing Juicy Couture on their butt again. Remember really? uh, Musi- What is, how do you say it? Mossimo or Musimo or something yeah. like that? That was another one. And then when I first saw that at Target, I was like. 20 years later, I can afford it. My mom would buy me this shit because it's too expensive back then. Right? But now, like, you just see so many people not wearing name brand, right? Like, I like a good name brand purse, but then mm. I'm like, huh, clothing-wise, I'm like, if it fits good, it's comfortable, 
I'll take it. It doesn't really matter anymore, like a label on it. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people that go to what, when my nephew was still going to Houston High, he's like, man, because I asked them one day, I was like, what do people wear to school now? He's like, probably, I mean, we just get stuff from like Target, Old Navy, stuff like that. And that's what my friends all buy from too. Yeah. I was like, oh, people aren't really like buying like really expensive clothes and stuff. It's like, I mean, you have the sec, 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 the set of kids that are, you know, yeah. that's always going to be that, you know, the rich kids and stuff or whatever. But he's like, majority of it's from Old Navy. Well, I mean, I don't even think it's like rich kids, right? These kids now wear sweatshirts in like 140 degrees weather outside. Like, dude, it's like 114 index outside, right? And you're wearing a sweatshirt. And they're like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, I can't even walk in a t-shirt outside. Yeah, you're bothering me wearing that hoodie. Please take it off. They're not in the house. They're literally outside. And then also they love to wear, they, they don't, I'm telling you, I don't think they even wash their hair these days. So many kids, I go up to school, I'm like, God, these kids don't even do their hair. It's not the emphasis like it was when we were like, oh, I got to come to school looking like fresh, you know? Now, these kids don't give two shits. Well, I think like, like y'all mentioned, like Target, even I guess Walmart has they stuff. Go, that, Walmart has cute stuff. You know, it's more fashionable. It doesn't look cheap like it did when we were growing up. Absolutely, because like even Kohl's, Kohl's has good shit. Well, you know, we had Kmart. We didn't have Walmart. Like Walmart was like just coming up when we were growing up, right? Our age group. Yeah. We had more Kmarts, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like even like Amazon has good stuff, like as far as like pants and they have their Amazon basic. Yeah. And you can get it fairly cheap, too. So it's I bought some jeans uh, on last uh, last week from Sam's. And they look just like. $60, $70 $60, jeans. Yeah. Well, it's like you you realize that clothes only last so long, so it's like why spend that much money on something that's one's going to go out of style and one, if you wash it so many times or whatever, it's going to probably tear it's up. Afraid. But did you guys know that there's actually an issue with clothing and pollution? Like so many people throw so many clothes away or whatever that it's – because it's not getting, like, redone, right? Unless you take it to some place that, like, is a donation center or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just gets put in a landfill, like mm-hmm. a landfill, right? But think about it. It doesn't, like, disintegrate. I mean, it does, but it's, like, long, really long far time. down, right? Yeah. And that's, like, a big thing that they say is, like, pollution with clothing. I think, like, we as people, we are so short-term thinking. Wasteful. You know, and then, like, a lot of stuff is for profit, too, so they don't give a fuck. You know, oh, yeah. It's like cheaply made and they're just because like if you buy something for cheap, somebody's making a profit on it still. Yeah. So like if they sell them for a dollar, they got it for cents, you know? Well, yeah, you know, like Arizona, Arizona cans are 99 cents still, even with inflation. And the people that own it, the father and the son were like, we're not raising our prices, not just yet. And they're like. You need to like the the uh, border is like you need to go up to a dollar twenty five. Now some cans in some states are getting shipped out at a dollar twenty five, but like majority of cans are still ninety nine cents, and they're still making a shitload of money on that one can, right? If they're selling it to you for ninety nine cents that you're buying it, you're only paying seventy eight cents for it and selling it for ninety nine cents. Yeah. How cheap? How cheap is that can cost the people that own Arizona tea that are still shipping it to the distributor that's distributing for ninety nine cents? Now. Yeah, I mean. This inflation thing, it's just, it's getting out of hand. It's definitely, stuff is definitely more expensive. But some of the stuff is going down, though, right? Like what? Some gas is going down a little bit. Oh, my God. Not not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. Like, when gas was like $2 a gallon, right? When no one was driving? (laughs) That's it, right? Um, But it was like $2 a gallon, right? 
Now it's like super high. We're like happy when it's like literally at like three eighty nine or four dollars now. Yeah. That's sad, right? Because think about when we were driving when we turned sixteen. I remember gas being ninety nine cents a gallon still. You know where Life Church is on Germantown Parkway? Yeah, there there used to be a Jitney Premier grocery store, and there used to be a little gas station where the Enterprises, and they left their sign, the gas price sign up there for like the longest time. And me and my buddy were talking about this the other day. The gas used to be eighty nine cents there. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, your parents would give you like $15 or $10 in a day, and you could literally survive on that for like a whole week almost. Well, I remember like going to like the store with a dollar, and you could get a little, little barrel drink, bag yeah. of chips, and a piece of candy for a dollar. Yeah. And then now it's like, good luck. You can't even pay the tax on that. <laughs> yeah, stuff is getting more pricey. And then the wages may go up for some people, but then the prices of everything goes up. So it kind of negates the price of the wages going up. 100%. But do you think the stuff will go back down? I don't know how it works. I have no idea. No, because most people are probably like, they're going to pay it anyway. So why would you go back down on it? Yeah, you're, you're essentially like setting this like tone, right? I mean, you're saying like, if you're going to pay it, you're going to do it, right? So people are going to pay it. Um, they're going to take it from someplace else or they're going to get in debt in another aspect. I did read an article, though, that said that if you do not buy a house right now, you will not be able to afford a house in like five or 10 years mm. because the house is like, yes, they've like kind of like stopped and hit that point, you know, mm-hmm. like cause the the interest rate. But if you can't afford a four hundred thousand dollar house now, the interest is going to be so high. It's going to be the same as like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house. And we don't even have two hundred fifty thousand dollar houses barely now. Right. Yeah. Like you're going to be in the middle of like, you know. Yeah. It's not going to be the nicest area of town. Yeah. And then when they come in and they do the regentrification in these areas, then they take that and they go from two fifty to like 600,000. And I'm just really questioning like who can afford this many people can afford $600,000 houses. Well, it's all the people that live in LA that are selling their houses and then move like to Nashville and then move places like here. Cause it's cheap. Like yeah, $400,000 is cheap for them. Cause like, if you look at, HGTV, like uh, House Hunters or something like that. (laughs) They'll get like a million dollar home that's like a two bedroom home in California. Yeah. Like I thought that one was like zombie flipping or whatever. I've never heard that one before. And um, they literally thought like it's like really, really rundown ones. Mm. And one of the really, really super rundown ones was like 450. And I was like, what? Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, we can make a lot of money. It was nothing. Like, I mean, this house was like a normal size house to us. They sold it, I think, for like six fifty seven. Like it was nuts to me, and I was like, "This is like you thought four fifty was a deal." Yeah, yeah. Like the house right next door to us, it was it stayed on the market for like a month, but they got ended up getting three ninety nine for it, right next door. Right. And I mean, it's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, but that's what they're saying. If you're not buying now or you haven't purchased, like it's going to be really, really hard in the future. And that it's kind of scary, right? Because you're looking, you're like millennials and like. You know, all these other people, like some people just traveled, so they didn't buy a house. You know, think about when they're ready to finally commit. It's like, well, do I really commit to this or what do I do? Yeah, it's uh, times are weird right now. They really are. And people just, I wish people would learn to like be kind and patient with each other. Well, do you remember, well, obviously none of us were around, but like in the early 70s, I think when gas was high, people just, they boycotted it and they walked or they didn't fill up. And so then that made them go down. But now people are so used to convenience that we mm-hmm. don't want to do it. There was supposed to be a big gas 
boycott thing yeah. with different companies like, like yeah and don't buy gas you know you would think that you'd see some momentum with it everybody bought gas well i mean you're traveling right it's july yeah. 4th weekend and if you think you're gonna boycott i mean that's absurd yeah you have to get there somewhere somehow right yeah. so you have to drive or buy a plane ticket and if you buy a plane ticket for say a family of four that's that's what fifteen sixteen hundred bucks Probably more than that now. I heard plane tickets are like out of control. Well, just think about like sporting events. If you have a family, how expensive that is. I don't know or how to go to a movie. Oh yeah. I don't know how um, a family of let's just say four again go to the Grizzly game and enjoy and nachos and four drinks and four nachos and four tickets and for merch. You got a park. And- yeah, everything. You know, it's expensive. Now you go to the Redbirds is different because you know the Redbirds is cheaper, right? Yeah. But if you if you got four buddies going to the game, each each beer, thirty two ounce beer, like or, twelve dollars, like twelve right? bucks. Yeah. You know, and you're not gonna be able to afford that with a family. If you you know you're taking your kids and stuff. Well, and that goes back to our thing about kids, right? You're seeing more people not having kids for that well, reason. We're you're just- overpopulated too. Like, there's a good thing that some people aren't having kids. Oh, yeah, because they're just, yeah, you don't want to see them repro- yeah. procreate. But I will just say, I just noticed more people are kind of in that mindset. Like, if I have a family, I have to, one, essentially, like, you're going to pay for college. I mean, if they're not an athlete or they didn't get a school scholarship. And then on top of stuff, like, kids are just not cheap, right? They just, they don't, and they don't go away. They, mm-hmm. They're always around. And they're going to keep asking for money, and they're really expensive. So at the end of the day, it's like people are like, well, I'd rather travel and, like, have nice things. I mean, I know that's how I kind of. What do you think about like the student loans? I think student loans are good in the aspect of it's teaching these people like, hey, if you take a loan out, you like you are binded to pay this, right? Mm -hmm. But I also think it's a system, right? I don't believe that college is for everybody. Yeah, I think there's so many good trades out there. If you go to vocational school, like you want to be a hairstylist or you want to do makeup or you want to, that's still a career in training, right? Yeah. We are so instilled in this country to say you have to go to school and get a degree and then be in debt and then have like the stereotype of it is so bad because, I mean, linemen, they do really well. They didn't go to school in the aspect, but they went to linemen school, mm-hmm. electricians. Like, like we're forgetting about these trades and you're really seeing like critical thinking going out the wall because we're forgetting about these trades. Well, it's the people that do those things that keep us running. A hundred percent. And then people sometimes like look down upon them. It's just like if you're a plumber, if we didn't have plumbers, people would be get sick because of uh, infections and all that stuff like that. So it's like you should never look down upon anybody that does a job. A job's a job. As long as you're getting paid to do something, don't ever put your nose up to them. Oh, and now you're seeing because like there's so much less like tradesmanship mm-hmm. or like shortages everywhere. Well, and not even like good quality tradesmanships, right? These people can start charging like top dollar for this, yeah. you know, and then you have the ones that are like emergencies, like, you know, they'll come out at the middle of the night when something busts, but man, you're going to be paying for it. I don't blame them. Jack that price up, right? Yeah. Because there's very few of you left. Mm-hmm. So my buddy Cody owns Cody, uh, Cody Waddell Construction. And um, he said, I mean, he posts on his Facebook all the time. If you have a truck and want to work, I will pay you. $250 a day to come out and work. Yeah. If you don't want to work hard, don't co- don't show up because it's going to be hard work every single day we're out there. And you know, that's that's good money just working for somebody like that, you know, and like, you know, he does he does everything for construction wise, like fencing, all kinds of shit, right? And 
he's asked me one day, he's like, do you know anybody that, that wants to team up? Because, man, I can't get anybody to fucking work. And he's so far behind because of that. He doesn't yeah. have any, he doesn't have any quality people. And that's what I think you're, you're finding everywhere. But I'm just like really confused of these people that don't work, how they have money. I don't know. Well, according to Mitch McConnell, <laughs> yeah. he's said everybody will go back to work once their stimulus checks are gone. Oh, so, so we're still saying, doing stimulus checks? No. no. <laughs> he, uh, in his mind, he thinks people were still living off the $1,200 they got two years ago. There's no fucking way. No, no, because most people that got the stimulus, they blew it on like TVs and shit like that. They didn't save it. Or how about like the people on TikTok that like bought scratch offs? Yeah. So I don't know. That's the whole thing with a lot of these people in government. They need to be taken out. Oh, yeah. Not like killed, taken out, but like retired. Like they need to be like, well, they do have term limits, but people keep voting them in. Like, I, don't, I don't think they have term limits on, like, the Senate and stuff like no, that. No, but right? that's what I'm saying. Like, that people keep voting, like, Mitch McConnell and back Because they in. know the name. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we yeah. know. We, yeah, we voted him last time. Was, you know. But when I heard that, I was like, that's some ignorant shit, man, to think that people are still living off, you but know, my question is then, a couple like, $1,000 checks. How are they living, though? I don't know, but maybe people are doing stuff online. Um, I don't because I think that that's a thing, too. Like, they were talking about the great resignation. This guy is Gary Vee, and he's like, what about the great never was? Because there's some people that are able to figure other outlets to make money. Like, there's people doing it, like, TikTok and Instagram and podcast or whatever. You know, there's other avenues in the, straight, the standard jobs that they used to do in the past. 100% agree that um, you definitely see, like, different platforms, like OnlyFans, stuff like that. Yeah. But my question is, like, the bigger realm of things, right? Like working from home is great, right? Are we now, is this what our world's turning into? Like we no longer going to communicate with people face to face and we're going to be working from home and this is how the, you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of feel like there's just this huge shift in it and this is like acceptable. Uh, that's what you're saying. You know, like it's acceptable. Like whereas before, let's, I don't know what's a good example I can think of right off the top of my head, but like we've taken away, okay, like groceries. You never got to be able to do Groceries deliver, delivered to your house. Or they load in your car for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's great for elderly, mm-hmm. sick, whatever. But like, if you're willing, capable and okay, go to the store now. And I also think it's great. You know, some people work a lot. Moms get that, right? Your kid's crying. I get that. But in the other aspect, if I see someone pull up and he's literally, she willing and able to walk, like, go do that. We're like just relying on so many like instant gratification things now and like not having to really, you know, interact with people. I think that's just the times, though, because like it's just like online shopping is a thing that people don't always go to the mall that they could get something or you can order Uber Eats or DoorDash instead of going to the restaurant to do it. Or like you don't make a phone call anymore. You send a text message. Yeah. Like we all do stuff that's a little bit. I mean, like (laughs) it used to be you had to go change the channel on the remote or the TV oh, and they yeah. made a remote. So like we constantly want to look for easier ways to do stuff. But I think there are some people now, especially since the pandemic, they want to get back out and do stuff. They don't just want to sit at home anymore. Like I yeah. think the pandemic kind of like made people real, man, this sitting at home is not for me. Like I actually want to be around people. Yeah. But they're not like socially awkward when they come back out <laughs> or they get like super drunk and they're the annoying person at a bar. <laughs> You're seeing that too. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I, the kids especially, I've noticed in kids, they're, they're um, I guess you would say, mental, like, like we're talking about, like, emotional capacity. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just not there anymore, right? Well, it's it's kind of like also the kids that get homeschooled because they don't have any outside interaction besides with their parent or 
mom or whoever's teaching them, they're usually awkward, right? Big time. Socially. Yeah. Well, that's where the whole thing comes into play, like having EQ over IQ. Like people used to always like, you got to be book smart. You got to have this. But if you're socially awkward, that's a major thing because you can't even get in the door some places to show how smart you are if you can't deal with people face to face or interact with people. Because they usually in most job interviews are like, how do you deal with conflict? And if you can't deal with conflict or you can't deal with people, that's going to be hard to be a hireable person. So that's what we're saying. Like, is this world going to where we are just online and just like quick thing Remote. because people don't have to learn these behaviors anymore. Well, I wonder if it's like kind of like kids that went to like homeschool first going to high school or like going to like a public school or whatever. Like do most of them have a hard time interacting with people later in life because they didn't have to deal with people yeah, that's what we're just every day. Yeah. yeah. Because like they usually become awkward big time. Right. Yeah. And then, but just in general, like these kids, they're not getting the, like the social, like, the brain is just, there's parts of it that need that stimulation. They're just not getting it. I remember one girl in high school that she was homeschooled from kindergarten, pre-K to kindergarten and on until like her senior year. She's like, you know, I want to, I want to go try school. So her mom brought her out there and you know how everyone's usually just talking before class starts or whatever and bullshitting. Like she was just, she didn't, she couldn't handle it. Like she freaked out in, in, in our film class and she had, like she had to leave. Film. Film, the word is film. Okay, thank you. So I wonder if, like, like if, she was just super, you know, like it felt bad for her, right? I, I wonder if a man was like babied by his mom, how difficult would it be to assimilate <laughs> to regular life when you don't have your mom taking care of everything? <laughs> we are, this is going. I, I mean, it's the same thing like a homeschool person, right? They're not okay. used to dealing with people on a regular you basis. Know the, I, True I, or false? I got to say, though, Tony, I'm literally like, you know, I come from the same culture in the aspect like, you guys are so Americanized. Shut the fucking bullshit about what is when it's right. convenient. Hey, I, you don't want you don't know. want you can't talk on this because you're not anything yeah, of us. So like, okay, I my, were, were you born here? I'm first generation born in the states. Okay, right? She's definitely so, American. Okay, hundred so percent. I can't speak on this. Right, but here's the thing, right? I my mom definitely deferred from it in the aspect she didn't marry in her culture, mm. but the way she like took care of my dad, like she used to cut his toenails. Wow. Yes. Like, you know, he always had a dinner ready when he got home. If it wasn't, she prepared it beforehand. I mean, there was just like really weird things. Like, I don't think my dad ever even knew how to work a washer and dryer, mm. you know? And looking back, I, I thought that was like normal, right? Like she cleaned the house. And then if we had it, like, you know, she was super busy at work. Then we had a maid come and do it. But like looking back, like every night my dad was like very like groomed almost, right? Like she had to make sure everything was good for him. And I'm like, wow, I don't do that for my husband. But at the same time, like, that's just how it was. Like, this is what I grew up seeing. And that's how, and that's how that generation is, and everyone before them were, you know, now that shifted, obviously, but like, you know, it's a lot of my stores. I have uh, grad uh, kids in grad school from, from like India and stuff like that, going to university of Memphis or CBU and they working at the gas stations. And like, they always, we were always fucking with them and talking with them and stuff. And they're like, Ask him like, "Hey, uh, you got a girlfriend?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm, I'm gonna give me an American girlfriend." I was like, and then I got my buddy that's usually with me. He goes, "You don't want one of them. They talk back." He's like, yeah. "Oh, no way, then, no way." Like, yeah, it's so funny. Man. Like, so I still have some cousins that literally are in arranged marriages, right? Really? I just, you know, I 
I guess, well, I know if I had decided to say, hey, I can't find a man in my 30s, because I didn't get married till I was 30, right? But if I was like, man, and my grandma used to say that when I go visit her on my Indian side, she's like, if you need a man, I can get you one. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's probably gonna be like 40 years older than me. Like, cool. This is gonna be the leftover. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just told her, I was like, I'm not doing that. Well, my cousins, about 50, 60% are in arranged marriages. My brothers are, my oldest brother acts like he's not, but he definitely was because my mom didn't feed him that day. So when he and his buddies went to the mall, this woman just happened to be working at Sabrero's, but they were going to go to, right? So my mom, yeah. I'd say, so my mom and his mom already planned it out because they knew damn well he was going to go to Sabrero's with his yeah. friends. And, uh, that's where he met his wife. And then my other brother, he was just definitely arranged. Like, so my mom, my brother was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to get married. And my mom was like, okay, let's start the pro." You know, they, yeah. all these people start sending my mom pictures or phone calls and, you know, and then, um, he chose, you know, they, he met the woman she's married to. And at first, uh, it was funny because Mona's, her name, her name's Mona and Mona's dad was like, they went to a trip on Hawaii and they took my brother, you know, and uh, they were like, so when they got back, like, Mona was like, this, yeah, this is the one, 100%, this is the one. And she, my, he, he uh, her dad goes, are you sure? He seems like a dickhead. <laughs> you know, and I was all started laughing and stuff. Like, I don't know. But that's like normal to us, right? Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. You can't really like, but on, like, cause that's like, you're just groomed like that. It's really weird to say, but my mom how- has, my mom definitely has done everything for me, right? I've asked. If, not even if I would ask, like, when I went there earlier, like she was like, did you eat? Did you eat? Did you, did you make you cook? Even though nothing's prepared in the kitchen or anything, she's like, are you hungry? I was like, oh, no, I'm just here to get a movie off the computer, mom, and that's it. And um, she's like, oh, okay, but are you sure? Come look at my vegetables out of here. She has a little garden growing, and she's like, I can cook you fresh um, okra or eggplant, whatever. Yeah. Look, look at all my plants. I was like, mom, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, well, I'll call you. Make sure you ate tonight. It's <laughs> like you know, she's thinking in her head that I'm not eating. I was like, Mom, I promise you. Okay, I'm eating. So when my business partners came in town for grand opening, my aunt came in town from uh, Florida, and she was like, "What are y'all doing for dinner tonight?" And this is like in the morning because she came by the store, and I was like, uh, or the night before, actually, we were hanging out at the house. They met him. What are y'all gonna do after? They're like, uh, I don't know, get some food to go. And she's like, I got it covered. We came home that day after the opening, and there was like pans of curry chicken and my partners were like oh my god is this how it is in your house and Wes said well Gina's clearly not trained correctly but (laughs) everyone else this is how it usually he's like when her aunts come in town or her mom they like literally use the kitchen my wife does not know how to use this kitchen but I'm just like I get it right but that's what they do like that is it's really just it's a cultural thing Mm. sorry Tony (laughs) I just want to know how much of a cultural thing is getting drunk and using cocaine and, you know, having sex with white women. Well, like, um, where do those come into line? Um, a, I live in America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. When you, you when know, I, I really wonder what, like, what I would be doing right now if my parents didn't have the courage to come here when they did, when we moved here. Like, what would I be doing in South Africa? Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I was in one of my accounts, freezing to death. And I'm like, do you want some more of your, uh, Lose. I'm good right now. And I was yeah. like, what would I be doing? And I was like, I'd probably be dead. Because I'd probably go try to fight some of the black guys or something. They'd probably kill me. Because it's still really segregated down there. Oh, in South Africa, yes. 100%. But you're you're not white, man. 
I know they they so you don't you only do it if it the business is going to be better. That when you go into people's houses, like to sell a product or something, if it's a white owner, the Indian guy will talk. If it's a black owner, or if it's a you know whoever's with you, if it's a white guy and a black guy, depending on the house owner who talks as the owner, and the other guy's the worker. Hmm. I mean, I've been to Guyana like once and I just I don't want to ever go back so I'm really blessed that my mom decided to come here <laughs> like really happy she did and you know she married a white man right and but all our family is like super biracial it's great you know we have a Jamaican Guyanese in our family I mean everyone married to make them happy um, there's only one arranged marriage on her on her her ages like her, her sisters but everyone else got to have a choice which is pretty cool Tony, would you like an Indian woman to get married to? I don't care what she, race they are. She um, will they definitely cook, cook for you. They cook. They clean. That doesn't. That's not a never been an issue for me. I know, but she'll do it for you. Yeah, like you wouldn't have to do anything. That would probably drive you crazy, though. I don't know. I don't. I don't look at life that way. No, I'm just so, saying. I'm just saying. Like they. That's no, just, I understand. But yeah, that's okay. not, I just don't look at like somebody's like a servant to me no i know yeah but it's not they don't look at that either like that's it's just not duty you know yeah, it's whether they exactly. think in their head like these these ladies have been when they were since they were little they've been you know taught and this is probably an other cult this is like an asian culture too yeah. like in japan and stuff like that the woman is subordinate to the man and she does everything around the house the man comes home with the money and that's it yeah very traditional and here's the thing right like I hear a lot of people like, oh, you know, I'm all about, like, women's rights. Yeah, 100% I am, right? But there is roles still, right? There's still roles in a marriage. Um, I'm not saying I have to cook and clean every time. But, you know, my husband's my husband, right? If he makes a decision, and it, in no way is it harming us or doing anything, but it's, you know, an executive decision, as I call it. Like, yeah, you're going to respect that. I don't Maybe because it's how we're raised, but I just feel like there is sometimes you do see a lot of women just really just bucking it just to buck it, right? Instead of just looking at the the side, like let your man be a man. Mm. You're taking away that man from him, because then you're mad if you like, have these guys out here wearing all his food food dresses and stuff. Like, hey, you know what? Like, let your husband be a husband or your man be a man. Are you a man? Yes. He <laughs> like the thing. Yes. But what i'm saying a lot of people are doing and, and they're like all oh, women need to be doing hey i know women that make more than their husbands right and their husband's a stay-at-home dad i'm not talking about that i'm saying in the generality of the role the gender role in your marriage is giving your man that respect i think it's just case by case i mean like there's certain people that want a dominant woman and i guess there's some people that want to dominate their wife so i guess you should just find a person that's comfortable being in that role yeah, you, you know, because then you're going to have like butting heads. I see that. Yeah. I just always felt like, you know, if I get married and when I got married, I was like, you know, he's he's the man. Right. Like he is going to if there's certain things he doesn't agree with, you know, as a family, he's going to make that head of household decision in an aspect. So do y'all have like disagreements about a lot of stuff or do you just 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 say like, oh, he's the husband. So he gets it. Besides so, making the bed when you're yeah, we, we really don't. You know, we used to have really petty disagreements about like the dumbest things. And that was getting used to each other. Right. And 
I had to step back and kind of say, Mal, you're like kind of a butthole. Like you're trying to be this like because you were so long on your own. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be this dominant person to your husband. And he's looking at you like, OK, look, no, no, I'm I'm the husband. But he also has to respect that, you know, I work, I do this, you know, so it's finding that balance. And, you know, there's some days I'm like, well, I think his decision was really stupid. And don't forget when it goes away, I'm like, oh, I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. But at some point I have to respect that I'm going to let him have his boundaries and say, you know what? You make that mistake if you are. Mm. Well, I guess you always just you will be there to help pick up the pieces when things go awry. Yeah. I mean, every marriage is gone through hell and back. I mean, I don't I was watching this um, podcast the other day and this guy's like, We've never used the D word in our marriage. I'm like, really? Are you sure? Dick? Divorce. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I first thought dick too. And I was like, no, she's nah, not talking I about divorce. Shoot, but my thing is like, you're going to tell me you're a married couple and you've <clears throat> never used that. Okay. You might be the one in a million that has never used it. But I can tell you almost every couple I know that's gotten into a really serious argument or they've been in that downward spiral, the D words come out. Well, do you, how do you feel about therapy? In a marriage. I'm a hundred percent a proponent for therapy in a marriage. Um, my husband and I still go and check in with our therapist because there's some days I can't approach it in a way that if I, if I approach it, it's going to come off like one bitchy mm-hmm. or two. I don't know how to say it in a way that's not going to be demeaning, belittling or straight up just an asshole. So when you're in therapy, do you just get to vent and then they listen to you and then they dissect what you said and then say, hey, you're right about this or maybe you should go about it another way? So all the therapy sessions I've been in, there's been one that they did actually say, like, your wife's right. Right. Like, you need to respect this. But they really don't say, like, you're right, you're wrong. They're like, what's the other issue here? Mm-hmm. You know, what? why can't you communicate? Mm-hmm. And then it's really just talking about, like, well, I feel scared to say this in front of you or I want to hurt your feelings. or And then you kind of just get to the bottom of the aspect of, like, the feelings of it and, and not hurting the person. You know, words are really strong in a marriage. I mean, they're strong in general, but in a marriage, you can really tear someone that really values your opinion down mm-hmm. And people forget that, too. They're just so quick to just throw something in their spouse's face. So are your sessions always together or do you all ever go separate? So we've gone separate before Um, when we were like at a really bad point in our marriage. You know, um, we literally I would go by myself because I was like, I got to learn how to communicate better, you know, and then he had to learn how to communicate better. You know, he's very he used to be so quick to just like be hot headed about something. Now he like you can tell he's like actually going to think about it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, he's also gotten to the point, like we said, you get older, you're tired of pe- other people's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. He's learning yeah. boundaries. You know, I'm like, dude, toxic is toxic. You got to let it go. Family or not, or friends or not, like whatever. I don't care if you know that person for 20 years, if they're toxic, they're toxic. So that's a good thing about therapy too. And you can say sometimes things that you would never say to their face. <laughs> you can just say it and be like, okay. Yeah. Cause I was listening to this guy and he was talking about how like, he has issues with some people he does, he works with. And then he, instead of just blowing up on them, he'd go to his therapist and talk about it and then they'll, you know, break it down. And it's, it makes him be able to deal with the people that he works with a little bit better than, you know, going off on the hinge. Cause like you said, you could say some foul shit to them and then that can destroy everything. Yeah. Do you know this person personally? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, I'm such a proponent for therapy. I mean, just especially like after the pandemic, so many people just like mental health, which is so bad, especially the kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
these kids do not want to talk to their parents 24 seven. I mean, did we, any of us know? So could no. you imagine them stuck in the house with their parents and their parents like, Oh, how do you feel today? How do you like, no, let them go to therapy. Let them kind of just work through some stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I think like. a lot of people probably need to get therapy, you know, because like I said, especially men, because there's a lot of men that are afraid to talk about stuff and it makes, you know, it, it makes them think that they're weak or that society makes them think that they're weak. And then sometimes I've heard that some women say that they want their man to open up to them. But I I wonder if they open up to them about some things that are bothering them, would they start shifting their mentality about them? Like, oh, why do you think like that? Yeah. So if you can go to somebody that's non-judgmental to talk about it, then that's a better outlet. 100% agree with that. I think therapy is just great. And I think every marriage and you should just at least like check in with a therapist just to kind of check in with where you both are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes you do get scared to say something to your spouse. You don't want to really hurt them or, you know. So you would say that therapy has made your relationship stronger? 100%. Like, we had to really both take a self-realization of, like, it's not one person or the other. It's, like, a combination of us being just not good people to each other, Mm. right? And, like, it's going to fail because we're not – listening and yeah. we're not helping each other be better people all we're doing is bitching and tearing each other apart yeah because i wonder like if if people didn't um sit there and like break stuff down like how often would stuff just, just like go dissolve does it dissolve or does it get pushed under the rug or does it turn into something else with that mounted on top of it? So you're saying like it probably manifests snowballs. into something else. Like it snowballs, right? Yeah. Like the bed. Yeah. Like that's, that probably, bed thing. that's probably from something else. <laughs> yeah. Like, wish I really care about that bed? Like how he kind of made it? Like, no, but it was because probably something else happened. Like yeah. you said a couple weeks ago and, you, you know, I felt this way about it instead of saying in the moment, you know, not when you're in public, don't just like call them out public, but you know, it's, Good time to just say the next day, like, hey, I just want to kind of reflect on yesterday. You kind of bothered me about this. Communication is key. A hundred percent. Why really- are you looking at me like, why? Because you are one of the least person to talk about <clears throat> communication because you're horrible at communicating. I, I'm trying. Like, I asked him one day, I said, when's the last time you cried? You know, I don't know. And then we were talking about doing ayahuasca. Well, I've done ayahuasca. And then he said he didn't want to do ayahuasca because, like, he didn't know what would come up. I'm like, you compare, you always say you've never been depressed, you've never been sad, you don't cry. So, what are you worried about coming up? Like, like, what do you, what do you, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I mean, like, what's in your fucking head? Like, what are you suppressing? So, here's the thing I feel like everybody has gone through somewhat depression. I don't care if you're the happiest person. Like, I just don't think that, that you might have like exhibited it in a way that other people do. I'm sure I've probably been sad or depressed before. I just didn't know I was sad or depressed. Yeah. You just right? maybe like masked it with alcohol or masked it with another something, another vice. Right. Yeah. Um, even masking it with just being like, you see it in kids, right? They're just like, they lash out. Right. Well, it's probably cause they're depressed about something and they're taking it out in a really like lashed out way. Cause they don't have the communication skills. You're just like pointing. <laughs> well, like the, like they always say, like if you have a, a messy room, you're probably messy inside. Like you're in inside your head, something's going wrong. And for the longest time, like he was always like his room was just. It looked like a pigsty. 
So are you saying like clutter or like... No, I can show you videos. <laughs> so I feel like, okay, because the, the clutter thing, right? Like if you just get busy, I mean, no. you're not going to walk in my room and find like a dirty plate, but you're going to see definitely like some shoes on the floor. Did you ever see any dirty plates in my room? Uh, there was pl- cups. Cups of water. Wa- those are my water cups from yeah, the night before. Yeah, water right? cup at night. So Gina, you're... I mean, you're... we don't have to show any videos. <laughs> okay, we don't have to show Gina any videos. Let's put your fucking phone back down here. Okay, no phone. No. We're on a podcast. No using phones. Like I always tell him is like, like make your bed before we leave. Like say, say you go out. Right. And most men are looking to hook up with a woman. Are we going back to this? What I told you years ago. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. When you talk about that. (laughs) Let's go to that. My room was, my room was basic. It, why didn't have a lot of money What was the, what was the word you used? I literally walked in. So I came over before we were going out and he's like, Oh, I got, you got like a lamp or something. This is where, where'd you live with Josh? Okay. Yeah. And I like walk around the corner of his room. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the most unfuckable room. <laughs> and he's like, what did you say to me? I'm like, dude, if you think you're bringing a chick back here and fucking her, you are so off your rocker. You had a dog cage next to the bed. Like, that is it was I a was, small room. Oh, is that when you had deeds? Yeah. I was like, bro, no girl wants to deal with that shit. Yeah. And then you like wouldn't let me like would not let me live that town. Like you, t- <laughs> you told everyone like don't ever invite her to your house because she's gonna tell you unfuckable. She's not a nice guest. And I'm like I wasn't doing it in a mean way. I'm trying to just tell you like you want to get laid. This is not how you're gonna get laid. I remember when I hit her up. I was like, hey, so when we let's co- we need you on the podcast. You can talk about you know. And she's like, yeah, I have something great I can talk about. <laughs> I was like, what's that? What's what? Oh well, you you probably don't remember, but man. Your boy, your boy's room was unfuckable. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I was like 27 maybe at the time or 28. Is this when you first started living with Josh? Yeah. So that's like 2006, 2007. It was like yeah, probably was like, like 2000, 2007, 2008. Yeah, it's like 2008. I, yeah. Yeah, because I had just gotten deeds. Mm. I wonder if that dog's still alive. I seriously doubt it. I mean, that was 2014 when I gave him to Lauren Liz. Yeah, he's dead. One day I asked her, I said, how's Deeds? And she didn't message me back. Yeah, that means it's 100%. 100%. But you gave the dog up, so what difference would it be? No, but I'm just saying, like, maybe it ran away or oh. something like, I don't know. But, uh, no, what was I going with that? I wasn't talking about the room. You are talking about my room. Yeah, like how there's Oh, like yeah, clutter. yeah, so, like, if you want to have a woman come back to your home, like, say you meet this chick, you go back to the house, and she sees, like, everything. Your bed's just, not made. I get what he's saying in that one. Not just the bed's not made, you know. I gotta show you a video. Hold on, let me y'all talk. Let me. Find I ain't got time for all this, man. Okay, come on. We gotta Gina. wind down. It's Sunday night. You gotta drive like thirty minutes. To go yeah. home. She don't need to see no fucking one minute video. It's not even. This one is like minute. the worst video ever. No, okay? there's multiple. There's multiple. <sighs> God, I fucking hated here. <laughs> uh, Gina, have you heard of dabbing or vabbing? I'm sorry, vabbing. Vaping? No, vab. Vabbing. Okay, so our friend. Can thought, I? No. Our I'm friend, the fucking one that talked about it. Our friend it, thought it was funny. Making fun of me the other day because he put me as a like, hey Raul, this is what you did on Friday night. He's making fun of me. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. You look sad. You can't talk about your fucking vabbing. Vabbing. Vabbing is where women use their vaginal fluid as like perfume. Oh, so fuck. they're using their <laughs> vaginal fluid as perfume. And your girl Alex Adamin said on a, my post, she said, "Raul, won't you try that?" So I guess she thinks she have a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I didn't see. It. You know what? <laughs> okay, first of all, is that like that far moan thing that people used to like? You remember, like Victoria's Secret, like 
sold some roller that you could put on it and be like, oh, this is like for your pharmones. Like, what to, is this now? You know, like everyone has a different pharmone. Yeah. So Victoria's Secret used to sell like a roller, something that was like supposed to enhance the pharmone. Oh, I didn't know that. So is this like the same exact? No, this is just straight up pussy juice. <laughs> Great. This is what this world's coming to. So uh, that's that's not on your wheelhouse. I mean, now. but let's just think about this though, right? If you're having to put pussy juice on you to get a man, clearly there's something else wrong, right? Because like getting fucking dick is not that hard. Well, that's definitely for women, yeah. Because like that's what women don't understand, like how difficult it is for men to get women versus women to get men. Yeah, because so men, easy to get dick. Men yeah. will fuck anything. So. And women, even if they're selective, they're still going to have more options than men have. But there is still, like, some women out there that still cannot get dick. And I'm like, what Ooh. the fuck? There is some out there. I think the thing is, dick, it may not be quality dick, but there is dick. Because they could text they could text some guy, they can get on Bumble, they can get on Tinder, and they're going to, if they swipe enough, they're going to find somebody that's going to swipe back on them. See, we didn't have guys those. Just, guys just swipe right for the most part. Okay, so are you guys on dating apps? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, I've never been on a dating app because I've the years I'm married, you know, I've been with my husband for 10, married 8. Like, we didn't have dating apps then. Yeah. So, I have friends that are on dating apps. And let me tell you, I am, like, so nosy to see these, like, this swiping thing, right? And then people, like, one of my girlfriends comes in town, and she's like, ooh, let me turn my location difference. Oh, Yeah. I mean, and she's got every cowboy out here just freaking <laughs> hollering at her. And then I did this. Then I went on her profile and I said, dude, like I went through her phone. I'm like, dude, these pictures are literally like five years ago. <laughs> like you're lying on oh, this shit. So she's oh, she's catfishing. Yeah, she's, did she gain she some was, weight maybe? Yeah. I mean, she's a great girl, but. When, she got fat. <laughs> when you, you know what? My thing was I used to mom, I'm like, I go, my mom goes, she's a, she comes from a very good family. Yeah, uh, and then I go. Okay, how fat is she? She's a very good girl. <laughs> you know, she, <laughs> you know she's fat. As but shit. here's the thing, right? Like, I there's nothing wrong with being bigger, thicker, nothing at all. I mean, that is like the way we, we look at women yeah. now. I love it, right? Because we're accepting of like women being thicker. But when you're putting a picture to mm-hmm. to kind of catfish somebody, that's when I kind of like, well, that's not cool, right? Because if you're so okay with being thicker, which I could care less. Is well then put it out there, right? Because, but don't like then the guy shows up and he's like, well, this isn't the same picture. Well, my buddy told me he said that some girl was sending him a bunch of nudes, and then like they were all like older pictures, and he's like, why are you sending me old pictures? And she's like, well, generally a guy will be so horny he'll come over and he'll see me and I don't look like my pictures, but he'll still fuck me. <laughs> but that, I mean, she really said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was honest. Yeah. I no, mean, but she's not being honest because, because she's, she's lying about what she looks like. Yeah, she's making them think that they she looks like her current. So I was talking to this one girl on Bumble, and Tony was like, "I believe that she's she's catfishing you because she always has an excuse why not why she can't meet up." And I said, "Okay, yeah, you know, you're probably right." And um, so he's like, "So I was driving. I get to a traffic light. I take a picture. Hey, how's your date going?" And I said it to her. I was like, "Your turn." And then she sent me one. I was like, okay, maybe she's not because it looks like the other pictures. And then I sent her a picture a couple couple days ago because I asked her to come out to Tony's, for Tony's birthday last Saturday. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then this big thing happened that she couldn't come. It's always something. I was like, oh, whatever. And I was like, well, what's she up to? And I was like, so I sent her a picture just chilling you know, at the table at dinner. And I was like, what are you doing? Send me a picture. And she didn't respond. 
So I definitely think she ran out of pictures. I think she was catfishing. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, did you ever FaceTime her? No. Dude. I tried I tried calling her on the phone twice this whole time. Yeah. But she didn't answer either time. Hi, Raul. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. probably a dude. So yeah, so about what, two or three years ago. My pictures that were on my Bumble didn't represent what I looked like because I was slow, I was bigger again, you know. And Hanin was like, "Why is your boy out here catfishing, trying to catfish us?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Bitch!" But I mean, it happens like all the time, right? Like so yeah. many people, and that's cool. Like you know, weight wise, everything looks. Someone's for someone out there, right? Um, it's just when you're going out there and doing it like purposely to malice and behavior, like try to catch somebody up. That's just not cool, right? Yeah. So I stopped talking to the girl, Pam. Yeah, I stopped talking to her. Oh my god, Pam is like such a basic name too. <laughs> like, that's what, that's like, yeah, it's like Pat. Yeah, does he's like, dude? I'm telling you, more likely a catfish, man. I just can't believe like y'all don't know most of these girls on these dating sites from living here for so long. No, that's the thing about the dating sites though. You meet people that you normally wouldn't see. Yeah, that's cool. I could I could see that because you can set your range. From your age from 18 to 100, and you can do your mileage or your distance from like zero to 100 or something like that. Yeah, I would totally be doing like older men. I just like them older. So, yeah. So, back to where we started in the beginning, how are you going to help Raul find a lady friend? That was the very beginning of the podcast. Right? I mean, I don't know. What about your catfish friend? <laughs> I don't think you'd really like She's definitely not your type. I mean, well, she's like a good 6'4, right? Six four. Yeah, I don't know if she's ever going to hear this podcast. How? I mean, how, that's tall. Yeah. How like, do you know her? College. Was she dunking? Is she the girl that dunked? No, she played volleyball at me in college. Does she yeah. live here? Let me see a picture of her. Um, no, she's actually funny story. Um, she had worked for a really good company in Detroit, and then you know, pandemic happened. Was working from home. Did really good. And then she got sick of some stuff, um, just like the work atmosphere, like an aspect like they, because they were working from home, they expected them to work like 20 hours a day, right? So I did hear about that, but companies were expecting people to work more. Yeah, like because you're home, so you should be able to work 20 hours a day. So at one point she's like, I'm over it, right? So then she starts traveling. She came down a couple times to see me. Then she decides to quit her job. Her car gets stolen, right? Of course, it's Detroit, right? They give her back her truck and they're like, hey, by the way, like it's still workable. And she's like, dude, no, there's like no bed. It was a pickup truck, right? Fast forwards, she gets like sick of this shit. She puts her house on the market and she buys a bus that's like remodeled. Hmm. And she's been traveling in the bus. And literally my husband said, if that bus is in our driveway one day, I'm coming after you. I'm like, what? I didn't do it. He's like, no, I don't want to see that bus in my driveway. (laughs) And I told her, I was like, she's like, no, I'll probably fly if I come see you. I'm like, please don't bring that. Like, it's a school bus, right? Because she ain't going to leave. She's going to be living in her house. Like, she's going to like, what? Like, hook into my... uh... Your power (laughs) (laughs) supply. You know, and my driveway is pretty open. So my husband's like, please don't let me come home and see that. Um, yeah, she's definitely not your type. Um, you know, I think she could. Did you find the video? I guess she's just saying you're a lost cause, man. No, you I might just... as well tell your mom to get you an arranged marriage. I know, I'm not, it's not too late. Mm, I don't think it's ever too late for range, but like, you're definitely going to be oh, like. This is the best when he had the bed against the wall. <laughs> a grown man with the bed against the wall. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 
Yeah, I'm just relaxing and he's fucking interrogating me. So would you go to your mom about arranged marriage? Would you ever really consider nah, it? No, probably not. No, I wouldn't. I mean, you're literally like, you, you could not do anything. Like, you would have to be... The roles are still, like, you think it's just arranged marriage getting this wife. Like, his role changes too, right? Like, he... He'll have to be a man? No, it's an aspect. Like, he's not going to be able to just go... He can do what he wants, but you're not going to be able to do what you want. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to hang out with my boys. No. Like, you can do that, like, maybe, like... (laughs) Thank you. You you can do that maybe, like, once a week, if that. If that. Yeah, that's frowned upon then, too, right? So. And then she'll get mad at my mom for loving me a lot more than she loves me. And then my mom like, who are you going to pick, my son? My son. I'm like, bye, bye, arranged marriage. See you later. I mean, how many videos you got? On the okay, so this is her, right? Would she date a shorter man than her? Oh, yeah. Like in high in college, she like loved these shorties because she said she could like manhandle them. Oh, like wow. she liked being the dominant, like we talked about earlier, right? Like she liked being a dominant. Set her up. So this is her car that gets stolen in Detroit, right? Like look at that, and they told her Jeez. it was drivable. Damn. Detroit just yeah. So she, would, is Detroit coming back? Yeah, you know it is. Um, but there, after the pandemic, so many people, you know, were just scared again. Yeah, I saw something where like a lot of people were buying up homes there. Yeah. Because you get a home for like super cheap. Oh, here's a good one. Yeah, but you get like super, you know, robbed. Oh, all the beer. I don't really see like there's much wrong with this like video, right? Like his clothes are laid out. This bitch talks shit about me having a lamp in my fucking room. No, no, (laughs) it was the dog cage. I mean that that's you want <laughs> That's like totally unfuckable too, right? Like totally. But I mean these undies on the ground. Let me see, guys. So okay, you're undies, going out yeah. undies. And there's a hamper right in front of where the under see is. See that? At. Yeah, you got to do better. What, than that. what was I doing in my bed? Was I pretending I was sleeping while you're harassing me? I'm not harassing you. And then there's a suitcase from like months probably of <laughs> like coming back from out of town. When you go on a trip and you come back, did you unpack your suitcase as soon as you get back? Oh, I used to. I don't anymore. Oh, I have to. I gotta I mean, get look it. at this. There's an ironing board and a, a treadmill right in the fucking middle of the room. Let me know when you're done. This is not acceptable. Does it look like that right now? It's only because I said something to you, man. Does it look like? No, it, it looks good. Like earlier. I, that's because of me. Because of me, right? And I'm not going to deny that. Like I'll probably have something on the ground right now if it wasn't for you, like some underwear or something. I don't know. My intimates. <laughs> I just don't get it. Well, Gina, I ask your questions. Your two quick, your two go-to questions. Um, what is your advice for people, and what mark do you want to leave on the world? My advice for people is just to be kind and treat others like literally how you want to be treated. The golden rule. It, it really it. is. I'm learning that so much. I learned the golden rule yesterday. What was I, that? You've never heard that before. I've never heard people say like the word, the wording, the golden rule. Yeah. Is that from the Bible or something? No. Oh. That was I remember seeing that when I was in middle or elementary school. Yeah, like didn't we get like teach like there was a couple of them, you know? Well, the I mean, golden rule is do unto others as you want you done, do unto unto you. yourself. Is it yeah. like a commandment too? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, yeah, 100% like I just I've just seen people be so nasty to people lately. I mean, I don't know. The hysteria and the mark I want to leave is just making people feel good, right? And they can do that where? They can come in my store, activate IV and crowd therapy, and also, you know, just be kind to each other. That's all I say, right? And where is our merch? 
I got merch for you. I no. did. I brought you some. Just checking because you told oh me. Oh my god, time. y'all called me out in the last podcast. I got her this sweatshirt. She didn't freaking wear it, and I'm like, you Whoa. said you were gonna make a picture or take a picture. You know you how many do. people I like you that don't always want this merch, and I go out of my way to get it, and he gives people stuff too, and I'm not saying you doing it, but like. So I have I, I have bones to pick with these people. Like I said in a couple of podcasts, like maybe a month or two ago, if I give you something, this is not directed towards you. If I give you something, yeah, please wear it. Well, here's the thing too, right? Like you take time and money out of your own money for like marketing and stuff like that. And people don't for like to forget, right? You give them a t-shirt, like dude, just wear it a couple of times, right? Take a picture. I didn't take a picture of that special though because. I was like, I want to make it like a cute, cute picture when I have my hair extensions in, yeah, like, you know. So I can feel you on that because I have two gr- girlfriends that have said the same thing. Like, I I wasn't feeling so hot that day. Yeah. Like, I promise you I'm going to get you some fire ass pics. And then you also, like, then right. you then you think about it, right? And then you're like, shit, I'm wearing this out in public and I look like dog shit. Hell no. Let me go get my, let me go get some other sweatshirt on. Because, you know, you don't want to represent your friends in a negative way, right? Yeah. So then you also think to yourself, well, I want to be like a really cute picture. So... I see both sides of it, but yeah, the merch thing, it's definitely like you get, spend a lot of money on it, you know, and people don't get that for the marketing aspect. So what do y'all sell? Do you, do you sell your no, merch I or don't. just give it away? I just give it away. So like if you become a member, you get like a member bag and it's got like a t-shirt, it's got some koozies in it, it's got a stress ball, all that kind of stuff. So we do that for when you join and then also just really get my name out there, right? Like. I've been like, we did a golf tournament. I had to make 90 bags, you know, of just like stress balls, flyers, and some other stuff, you know, whatever I have swag laying around to put in it. So do you see yourself like trying to make more of these popping up around town? So I really just want to kind of definitely other locations and other, I mean, I have rights to five, you know, six, five or six counties, you know, my license agreement Mm -hmm. with my partners. Um, I don't know if I would say like, all in one area, right? Like that's saturation. Yeah. Um, but definitely like going to different places, you know, maybe Mississippi, maybe Arkansas, stuff like that, you know? Would you ever get the deprivation tank? You know, I read a lot about that. The thing about it is as a business owner standpoint, it is really expensive in the aspect of like turnover. Does that make sense? Like I know there's like that, that's like that pod, right? That water. Yeah. I know it's sterile. People can go it, but you're doing an hour session, right? If you think about the hours you're open, it doesn't really pay for itself Mm. in that aspect, right? And you're not going to have a high turnover. I mean, our sauna, right? Like we have a 30-minute sauna session. And even that, right, you you tell people like, hey, call me or call the store, let me know, or book it online. You know, they can do that. They can book it on the app. And so I know to put the sauna on, and then I can also tell people, like, I've had people come in, like, hey, can I get the sauna? I was like, well, you didn't call or you didn't. Oh, so you have to preheat it. Yeah. See, oh, and I didn't so know that. there's like different things. So with the deprivation tank, it's like, what's your turnover, right? Mm-hmm. This person's going to get changed. And they, so they're going to be an hour and, and a half probably in your yeah. room, right? Think about it costs like you could only maybe get four sessions in a day. Damn, yeah. Because I know there was a place over here, I think they closed down or they moved. Like over by Sanderlin, there was like a some kind of cryo and deprivation yeah, yeah. place. But uh, no, they're still open. They just have like you know hours, and most of their hours are based on appointment, right? But so, they're not over there anymore, are they? I think there's out in Germantown. Oh, okay. But there's the thing; it's based on appointments, I think, and mm. I think they have really weird hours. So now you're coming to thing of like convenience, right? Yeah. I look at things too for convenience factor. If I have to literally take so much time out of my day to make that appointment, I'm going to be like, 
I'm, I'm just not going to go. And yeah. then cost wise, right? Whole point of doing this stuff is you want to make things, you know, what I'm doing is trying to make recovery at an affordable price for everybody mm-hmm. and healing from the inside out. So you bring stuff in like that, man, people can't afford it. You're going to have your, like you're putting yourself in such a tight niche. That and like, I think you just said that if they cancel their, don't tell you they're canceling that appointment. That's one slot that you can't sell that day. Exactly. Right. So then you fucked on that money. Yeah. Do y'all like make people put a deposit down or something? For us? No. Mm. I mean, there's nothing really an issue of like canceling. Right. Yeah. Um, If you book now, if you book like an IV, on the app, well, one of your members, you're probably going to, you're going to be there. But if you come in and you're like, I did have this happen. Like someone came in, they sat down and then we made the bag and they realized they didn't have enough time. Then I can technically, we'll tell them like, look, we're charging you for the bag, right? Or 50% of it, either one, right? Because you just inconvenience, you sat down, but you really don't see that happen, right? Because we mix our bags on site. You come in, you're going in the sauna, you're going in the sauna, you know, going in the cryo, you're going in the cryo. It's two to three minutes. So I don't really see a lot of like cancellations because I, I just tell people like, just come on in the store, like walk in and yeah. come in. But stuff with like that, yeah, you would have to make appointments far in advance. So I wonder like, um, so if you wanted to get an IV, do people generally do it after you're hungover or they're getting over sickness or what? So the last couple of days I've been inundated with immunity drips because so, that COVID stuff come back mm-hmm. and the variant and people are starting to get that little like mild cough. Yeah. The symptoms, they're like, I want to nip it. So they're coming in and doing the immunity trip or they're doing the flu flu relief trip. Um, Sundays definitely see more hangovers, same with Saturdays. But, I, you know, it's it's not a really easy business to gauge, right? Because it's based on people's feelings, like yeah. how they're feeling in their wellness. Um, ladies that have just gotten post-op surgeries, they're super dehydrated, right? Because you're laid up in the bed. They come in, they just get a basic hydration bag. You know, it's just, it's a really good thing to put in any wellness routine. That's the best thing I tell people. So how long does it take to get that drip? So there's some people that have taken it in 20 minutes to 45 minutes. You know, it depends on the gauge of the needle that we're using. It depends how well your, your body's taking it and how dehydrated you are. Oh, because I know I was talking to Brad about it and he was like, bad Brad. Yeah. He's like, I want to try that one time. So we'll have to come up there and do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I tell you, like, but one can time, you do it without being hungover, though? Oh, 100%. So I have, like, an energy bag, right? My fat burning and my energy are literally, like, that's right now. It's summer. I get it. A lot of people are doing those bags. Mm-hmm. But recently, in, like, literally the past couple of days, the immunity and flu relief has just been an uptick. Tell me about the fat burn drip. I mean, yeah, tell me what's all in there. So you have some biotin in there. You have B12. And then you have, I think it is trying to remember the board on it but that one it's really the biotin that gets you like going in with the b12 too anything with b12 in it Mm -hmm. is so great right Mm -hmm. because it's energy and you know it's going to get you going and on top of that i mean crap you feel better i mean immediately people are like they can taste the vitamins usually in that one really too yeah i'm gonna get really drunk and then i'm gonna come up there and sit up there and see, I'm going to see if I can do it in like 15 minutes, get it all sucked in my body in 15 minutes. So, like, have you ever gotten an IV before? I got good veins. Yeah. That's not the question she asked. Oh, no. No. So, I don't, like, I don't, some, I don't. <laughs> so some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm like so good at this. And they come down, they like, their veins are like really, <laughs> like they, they roll or something like that. And then we end up literally having to give them a, um, what do you call it? Like a 22 gauge. Cause it, 
the vein just isn't taking it. And then that drip is so much slower. Mm. So the bigger the gauge, the smaller the needle? Yeah. So okay. if it's yeah, like yeah. 24 is like my smallest, um, there's literally like one, oh, the, there's only like two clients I have that use 24s, but that's because they're like a really, really hard stick. Mm. Um, that fat burning has that um, L-carton uh, too. Oh. And yep, that's a really good one. I want to go with you and Bad Brad. Okay. No, I don't believe that. Okay. Okay. Hey, where y'all going? Oh, we're going. We're going to Kroger. We'll be right back. I'll, I'll see a Snapchat of them sitting yeah. in the Carl said he wants to see you do the cryo when I was up there. Yeah. So, so Carl is a avid. He cryos every day, and he said there's like this little fat pocket I had under my arm, and it's gone now. He's such a sweet person. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. I meet up, he meets up with me every now and then when he needs a bunch of ghost energy. Yeah. And we just hit up one of my stores in Arlington and they just let me have them and I sell it to him. I give him the money. Yeah. Um, definitely though, you need to, you, I think you would enjoy it. Which one? Uh, definitely the cryotherapy. Why would we, why would we, I think why we, are you smiling? We, let's do this on uh Saturday. Let's do, do cryo. We have two podcasts on Saturday. I have no weekends anymore. Oh, welcome to my life. I mean, you always do back to back, man. I told you. No, we ha- no, 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 no. So, so if you knew how to talk, we wouldn't have to have guests. But <laughs> so what's this? Yeah, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, you know, we could always try again. No, I'm good. <laughs> but um, no, we have. Uh, let me look. Let me tell you. We can talk about that off air. Okay. But yeah, after this upcoming weekend, it just goes to one Friday. I mean, one Saturday, and one Sunday. What are your hours? Monday through Thursday, 10 to 7, Friday, Saturday, 10 to 4, and Sunday, 12 to 4. Let me go up there when Carl's working. I'm going to taste the Yeah, message. so Carl's like there during the week usually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he works at the hospital on the weekends. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to tell him to take a weekend off the hospital to work at the store. I mean, you could just like come fly by on your way because aren't, aren't you out that way sometimes for work? You guys aren't open yet. I'm at that Lakeland Excellent at 5.15, 5.30. Yikes. <laughs> Especially when I have somebody I'm training, because I have to teach them on the iPad, you know? Yeah. And without them knowing the brands, when they're scrolling on the iPad, it just takes, you know, and the more time we have, the more I can teach them. So, what time do you say you're open on Saturday? 10. 10 to 4. You do it cryo, because you said it's only two or three minutes, yeah. right? Because I went out to her thing before I came back and did the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? I'm a good friend. Yeah, I'm all the way out there. I didn't even know he was going. And he did some video too. Did yeah. some video. Then I went to motivational Mark's. I mean, Mayor Mark's house because he's right down the road. And he said you haven't been to his house. He's kind of sad about that. Was so he yell at me? <laughs> Maybe he's not being an idiot. He won't yell at you. No, he's, or he's, more he's, in life. He's back in town, you. right? Yeah, yeah. Because he sent the picture yeah, of things yeah, earlier. Yeah. Well, Gina, we thank you. All right. Well, thank you for having me all. Oh, what's your uh, page called? Social. The socials at activate.memphis on Instagram and activateiv.memphis on Facebook. I'll put it all in the show notes when I do it. Yeah. Come all check right. us out. We love you lots. What's the app? Right. What's the app? Um, there's an app when you're a member. Um, you can book on it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So some people use it. I'm, I hate having pe- telling people about it really um, because we're about to switch over some computer programs just to make it a little bit more friendly for everyone and for the employees. You know, that's one thing I didn't like about top, going back to Top Golf and uh, Audubon that everybody has to create an account. Yeah. It 
it literally took us like 20 minutes doing that because mm-hmm. they had one kiosk with one iPad, right? And at Top Golf, we're all pretty much halfway drunk already from in the car ride to Nashville. <laughs> and we were all sitting there like, I don't want to create this account. And the lady was like, well, if you don't create an account, you can't play. Yeah. Because he won't let you play. Like, you know, you just can't. I was like, okay, well, we all created an account. I think it took us like 45 minutes. But isn't that a great marketing aspect? Because you're now, getting the captions. Yep. Now they're getting, now they've got your email, phone your number. phone number, and your address. Yes. And your birthday. So, so they, the captions, the <laughs> captions that they're getting in. Yes. Bro, they got... That's 20 people right there, and you got to think that times 500 or 600 a day, yeah. you know, groups, like people. That's yeah. a lot of marketing. Yeah. Because I get their emails all day yeah, long. Yeah, I do, too. Until oh, like, I got the little golf picture with it, too. I'm like, the fuck, team. man. Like, and you said that is coming here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Winchester, right? Yeah, Germantown. Yeah. I'm going to be excited to see how well it does. Yeah, me too. It's a great date spot. Did they? Uh, did if you they, found him a woman, he could take a woman there. You know, don't rub it in his face if you don't have a woman, Gina. Yeah, work on that. Okay. I'll come hang out with y'all, Mulligans. I'll bring my my trainee. So there's like no quality single girls at Mulligans. I'm okay. They don't have to be quality. Okay. Well, there's definitely maybe like, you'll get another fight I, up there. Again. I can't even say quality single girls. I don't really think many of the girls that go to Mulligans are single in general. I think they just like it's like a hangout just because everyone knows everyone. They don't want to, you know. I don't, I've never really seen that many single girls there. Are, are there a lot of new places popping up in Lakeland? Like as far as like hangout spots besides the fucking Starbucks? No. Ooh, the Starbucks would be good for him. So go up there now, to Gina. Now they are open when I'm, when I'm Ooh, up there. They are stay busy there. Yeah, that's that little store, man. Maybe you should like post a picture of him and say, do I know anybody that's looking for a male? Not quality male, but a male. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't even care about quality. <laughs> yeah, get out. <laughs> I love how she said you have high standards, though. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What are the high standards? Well, like I'm saying, for like he likes big tits. No, I'm saying like settling down, right? Like fucking and settling are two different things, yeah. right? Like you can fuck whatever, but if you're going to be like with this person and married to them, like you want them to be substantial. Well, you have to use training wheels before you ride a bus. I've had you know. quite a few Indian girls on my Bumble hit me up and they'll match. So like they live in Houston or whatever. They just like flying through or coming through, you know? And they're like, Oh, so what, what, what's, what's your purpose on the app? And I'm like, uh, you know, just meet, meet somebody new, see what happens from there, go from there. Well, I'm kind of looking for marriage and they're, they're, they're blunt. They're they straight up say, well, well, why are you out of your state looking for people? Okay, so what it is probably is like their family literally was like, you're going to marry this other man if you don't find someone that is an Indian man before then. More than likely. Or like a, of the same religion or something like that. And, you know, a lot of these girls are like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's like, well, I'm just, you know, need to get married. I told you about that one I met, remember? Yeah. And when I hang out for a little bit. Joanna man? Yeah. She told me straight up. When, so on our second date, the well, first day was a movie. Second day, I took her to um, Moon Dance, and then we went. Uh, we went downtown, um, and we've just been talking. She's like, "Oh yeah, so just let you know that one, you're not gonna have sex with me for for good, quite a long time. Two, I need to know if you want to get married. If that's what you're looking for, this is on the second date." Well, then you said that you knew a bunch of people, and she's like, "Well, you know a lot of people, so maybe what you that's what the, about. as I was saying, like she's like, because I didn't want to take her. She was like, "Let's go downtown." I was like, "No, because I 
we're going to know everybody there, right? Yeah. And as soon as we get to the, um, what's the hotel that Jeremy Allen Hyatt DJ's at? As soon as we get up there, we know I know everybody on that fucking rooftop. And everyone's coming to say hi, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, you sure do know a lot of girls and a lot of guys. Mainly girls, though. I'm like, oh, shit. Trust me. Like, you know. I don't know. It's tough out there. That's what I'm telling you. Three degrees of separation in Memphis. You're going to know someone that knows someone. Yeah. And you got to, if you're dating, like, man. Maybe I'll start something on the page where I'm going to, like, any follower that knows somebody, send a profile or information to date Raul. No, we'll start our own dating service. Yes. I, what was that thing called? That uh, No, not you date. Sorry. That is a real thing, though. Jew date's a real thing. That wasn't being racist when I said J date. Oh. Whatever. Like, I feel like we could honestly maybe come up with something, Tony, to, like, really get this, like, stirring and going. Yeah. Okay. We're going to find you a woman we by... Are. Okay. 2025? 20, <laughs> by 2023, you're going to meet a woman. All right. We're, we're going to work on this. We're going to figure something out. Gina's like, what the fuck? That is cancer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank right. you we for coming you on.